0: Welcome back! Thank you for uh, joining us here today. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for uh, joining us as usual on these Wednesday shows. No go zone as we do on Wednesdays. Uh, good, uh, good show lined up for you guys today. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, tons of uh, tons of topics to get into. A lot of kind of a whirlwind always before you start. You you start diving into uh, some of the news. Uh, you know, earlier in the day, and it's just kind of a I can't, you, you can't believe that it's. How can it possibly be getting worse? But uh, but. Um, I'm sad to report back to you. It is getting worse. It's uh, every day it's getting uh, a little bit worse than it was the day before. but you get you get you gotta get kind of learn to enjoy it, I guess to a certain extent. Uh, you know, great uh, you know, what's the saying again? Re- very risky times is also a great opportunity, right? It's not only a danger, it's it's great opportunity. And uh, that's actually one of the things we'll talk about here today too. Um, That's why part of the show is called uh, Doomsday Plotters. New York Times had an interesting story where they're kind of, you know, we're, we're dealing with an elite which is basically kind of creating doomsday, if you will. That's kind of how, how I currently see the situation. They're creating this scenario uh, of shortages, of uh, overall, you know, blight. Uh, if they're going in with new rules and laws to prevent people from. Doing the most basic things such as grow food, we'll get into that later too, or raising cattle. Animal husbandry is now uh, threatened in many uh a couple of states in the US. And and, you know, then we have cyber polygon, we have all these things, we have the COVID uh, you know, virus, whether it was intentionally leaked or not, but the the use the, the way that they used the pandemic, right? Uh, so they're creating this scenario, but then the New York Times of this world is trying to kind of spin it, that it's people who are uh, who, who see maybe opportunity for reformation during chaotic times? Uh, those are the real problem. But but anyway, we, we'll get to that story later. It's, uh, it's kind of fascinating, actually, when you think about it. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, what are we today? June 9th. Uh, I guess shout out to my uh, Svenska, my, Svenska brother, my Swedish brothers and sisters out there. Uh, we had June 9th. Um, 6th, of course, is the national holiday of Sweden. So uh, that happened on the Sunday, I think, when we did, when we did the latest uh, Weekend Warrior show. Regardless, I always uh, thought it would have been miso- Midsummer uh, Eve. That that should have been the uh, the Swedish uh, national holiday, as it were. But oh well. Uh, anyway, check out the latest uh, Weekend Warrior show that we did as well. We did a big segment on the Tulsa uh Race riots, which they've renamed to the Tulsa Race Massacre now, uh, gotta go back a uh, hundred years uh, to find some of those uh, the evidence of how bad white people are. But uh, anyway, we don't we need to detail uh, on that. Uh, there was someone in chat that brought that uh, to my attention as well, by the way. I didn't know too much about it, uh, but it's kind of interesting anyway. So we, we talked quite a bit about that in the Weekend Warrior show, so definitely check that out over on RedEyesMembers.com right now. The best way to support the show as well, uh, RedEyesMembers.com, get a membership over there. Uh, you can use things such as Subscribestar and a couple of other methods, Entropy if you want to use your credit card, but we have other methods as well. Uh, someone said too in chat, uh, U.S. Liberty Day yesterday. Was that yesterday? June eighth is that when that happened? Maybe chat can uh, confirm that. Uh, that'd be interesting too. A lot of things happen. We've talked about that too, by the way, many times on the show. But yeah, that shouldn't be. So we we were talking about this just the other day, actually. Lana and I. Uh, we should do we should do a calendar. Should do our own calendar, right? Uh, people can, if they want to, they can buy like a hard you know copy of it, whatever. Maybe for twenty twenty two or something like that, and we'll put our own uh, dates. In there, important dates, celebrations, our holidays, maybe com commemorations, uh, maybe there are important uh, other other things, you know. So we should go to you guys for some suggestions on that too. By the way, because we're not going to be able to remember uh, every single kind of important day, as it were. But uh, yeah, probably more more details on that uh, on that later. Uh, by the way, but that was just one idea that we had. Um, okay, a couple of ways you can join in today. Let me do that quick, and then we'll d- start diving into some of the news here today because we have a lot to g- go through. And it's always hard to, uh, sometimes it's hard to just keep it really short and concise. You always want to kind of explain certain things, add more detail and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, entropy stream, uh, entropystream.live for slash Red Ice TV, That's a good way of joining us today. I have that open. I think it's up and running. Let me double check. Looks like that's running um otherwise of course odyssey.com at red tv is another uh, great way where you can support us with crypto over there i see uh i see a couple of you guys over on odyssey so thank you for joining us there guys whether you wherever you're joining us at uh trovo through the websites odyssey DLive, uh twitter of course we go out there as, as well vk uh, float, another uh, method we go out to. Uh, and also we have Trovo, trovo.live slash TV. I think more and more people are joining us over there since DLiveD uh, kind of uh, killed our chat over there. Uh, but anyway, so we support uh, the those of you who support us over on Trovo as well. We do appreciate that. A uh, cash bang from uh, White Wolf. Thank you for that, sir. Appreciate it. I see some of you uh, handing out some uh, spells and stuff like that over there too. I'll try to look at the big ones, right? Uh, I see Brad C with the cash bang as well over there, and Zircon T with a winner. Thank you. Actually, five of those it says there. Thank you, sir. Uh, very kind of you. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's dive into some of these stories. Uh, what? We, oh, yeah, that's right. Let's let's talk about that first. Uh, Biden is in the UK, and uh, I guess he forgot that he's the uh, uh, president. Let's
1: uh, let's listen to this here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And
0: Sydney, you're
1: 14 years old. When I was 14, if you, please, at ease. I keep forgetting I'm president. (laughs) I'm sure you do. When I was 14 years old, I would have been, I mean it sincerely, scared to death to stand up In front of a microphone a large crowd or a small crowd see when i was a child i used to stutter badly for real i had great difficulty speaking in front of other people
0: and such a long way he's come to wonderful anyway so uh yeah it's easy to easy to forget i guess uh when you are uh when you have mental when your mental faculties are not uh when, when not all your ducks are in a row as it were Anyway, so he's heading off to the G7, I think. Is it later in the week, maybe, or uh, towards the end, towards the weekend? Uh, That'll be interesting. You know, they're pushing a lot of the, the, it's, uh, you know, since the pandemic and Cyber Polygon and all these tests and stuff, they're always pushing a lot of uh, interesting things at these events. So we should, I guess we should cover some of that and see what they're talking about. Whether it's the, I guess the World Economic Forum was canceled this year, it was meant to be in, uh, I think one of these Asian nations, uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, anyway, while we're on the UK, I guess we could just mention this real quick too. Uh, the UK Home Secretary asks social media companies to censor videos of illegal migrant crossings. Of course, because if you can't uh, <clears throat> if you can't do anything about it, or if you don't want to stop it, uh, maybe it's better to uh, make the people who are focusing on it the villains. Has always kind of been the methodology, really, when you think about it, of the. Uh, global elite it's to vilify the people that bring attention to it right uh, attack the messenger uh, and not the message right so if something illegal is happening uh to go after the guy who's filming it uh that's that's definitely a great uh, great suggestion right uh den mother over on entropy stream simply says hail thank you uh, good to see you thank you so much for the support jimmy Fallas." Good to see you, Jimmy. He says, uh, It's easy to forget that you're president when you didn't actually win the election. That's I wish I, I wish I would have said that. That was a good line, sir. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate that. Um, what else do we have here before we get into some of the meat of the uh, discussion here today? Yeah, Emmanuel Macron slapped in face during visit to French village. Uh, let's go. I don't think this is the video. Let me reload this because I just auto plays and auto plays. Uh, I guess he went to. A, a small uh, town on the countryside in France um he was caught it uh, was caught on video being slapped across the face Tuesday during a tour to quote take the country's pulse amid the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic Abbas la macronie a man could be heard shouting down with macronia uh, at the 43 year old leader in the village of Tan la Hermitage in the Drôme region the man also could be heard shouting Montugi Saint Denis the battle cry of the french army when the country was still a monarchy interesting okay let's uh, let's check this out i think it's pretty swift here but uh here we go
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh good that's i got to say that again that's great I mean we discourage we discourage violence here on the show obviously right but it's just a little friendly was it was it Macron who was it who slapped no no that was the EU the drunkard, the uh, junker remember that we played some uh uh compilation videos of that sometimes he he smacked people I mean he's drunk out of his head basically the guy he's he's out of it right uh but he's kind of like the uh, Europe's uh, uh, what, what was he called after Oh God! Was it, was it Yeltsin? That was like always drunk or something like that, right? But uh, yeah. The, so Junker, Junker, they can slap other politicians in the face, and that's fine. But this guy, of course, is going to probably go away for a long time. But anyway, here's a uh, one more. Here it is, one more time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh! 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 <laughs>
0: yeah so to what, what happened after here um, the president's bodyguards quickly intervened and two people were arrested the man who tried to slap the president and another individual are currently being questioned by the grand Monier, Marier. Uh, the regional prefecture said in a statement around 1.15 p m. the president got back to his car after visiting a high school and came back out because onlookers were calling out to him. in uh, a way, they I'm sure there will be uh, arrests because of that. okay. oh, that's right, this one too. okay. all right, so it's uh, I know I know. Uh, I know the Pride thing has been the Pride Month thing is is I mean officially cancelled, right? That's uh, I think everyone agrees on that. It's been officially cancelled, uh, but that doesn't mean they will continue trying, right? Here's uh, here's Nickelodeon, the uh, ch- uh, children's television station, uh, celebrating Happy Pride Month by uh, wheeling out someone called uh, Nina West to do a description for us, a, an explanatory video. Uh, about what all the different colors uh, mean on the uh, uh, on the uh, non-heterosexual flag. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Wait a minute. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Sorry, I gotta stop. That's an interesting. Co- I haven't seen that one before. Is that like the? Uh, is that like the Palestinian version of the gay flag? Uh, with the, I'm not sure what the black and the brown mean. I could, I, I, I guess. Uh, I, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, I think that's the tra- the inner triangular. That's a trans thing, right? That's interesting. But. Uh, I think there's was a some African nations have that combination too, don't they? Like with the uh, kind of the triangle on the side. But why if if it's something on the how they really let me go back there on the inside of, that we're seeing in there. Uh, why is it so important then to do like surgery and dress up and all these things if it's just about how you are on the inside? I don't, let me see here. Uh, black and brown is so a brown pride. Yeah, I'm sure it is, uh, Mister <laughs> Mister Ninja Berg. Let's let's play that part again. Uh,
2: doesn't it just fill you with pride? Showing who you are on the inside. With the pride flag up high. Be true to you. Happy
0: pride, everyone. So, th- is it so? The so this is the uh, these are the 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 get the national, the, the, the national supremacy. I mean, this is not a national thing. It's This is, of course, an international thing, right? But just this idea of the flag, like allegiance to the flag and all that. I, I, thought, I thought that was like a conservative right wing thing. But now it's I guess it, I guess it's fine when they do it, I would assume. But anyway, well, there's uh, plenty more to go here. So let's uh, let's just enjoy the rest together, shall we? Oh,
2: yeah, blue means harmony, working together. Cause every letter in LGBTQ plus is equal. And black and brown represent the queer and trans people of color. (laughs)
0: Doesn't it just feel? This is great. It's great. I love this. Break it down, Nina.
2: Blue, blue, pink, and white represent transgender people, and black and brown represent the queer and trans people of color.
0: Amazing. We're
2: all in this together. Sure thing. So wave that pride flag, wave. We'll we'll Go big, be kind, be you. Doesn't it just fill you <laughs> with pride? Showing the <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that, Nina West. I appreciate that. Uh, I always thought the eye in Nick, as you can see down in the logo there, uh, I, I think it kind of kind of looks so, somewhat of a strange penis, or like a dildo or something like that. Wasn't that what people said? There was like some sub, uh, sub, uh, subconscious symbolism in the... Ni- I mean, Nickelodeon overall, just the, the term, right, I, I actually think comes from the early uh peep show like videos in uh in new york and of course it was uh, a specific tribe running that at the time uh but nickelodeons were like peep shows for like you know undressing and stuff like that right i, I believe that's the case and then when uh, there was a conflict over when they started going over to, to, to the use of the video camera the film camera i should say um and uh marconi had the patents on that right they refused to pay the licensing fees on the cameras that's one of the reasons why they ended up over in uh, Tinsel Town, right in uh, Hollywood, because it was like, you know, it was a f- 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 very cheap land over there or something like that. So I'm sure the name has nothing to do with it. Uh, but thank you. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Nina West, A.K.A. Uh, Andrew Levitt. Um, I think an early early life check on that maybe uh, I did, but uh, so apparently, to a couple of sources, that it, it could go. It could go either way. I know names is not indicative of we have to remember that, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't have people like Stephen Miller out there, for example, or something like that, right? Because that's that's a very that's a very uh, goyish a name. Uh, but uh, so names is not everything. But uh, oh well, yeah. So this is uh, very popular here. Uh, oh, out of Ohio, I guess, right? Um, Forty-two years old, Greentown, Ohio. Okay. Uh, all right. Check out this one. This is this is kind of funny too. Let me just let me just double check so I didn't miss one here, and we'll do this one. Uh let me scroll down here. We have uh uh EVCG3 uh with a with a big donation. Thank you, sir. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Um let me see here. Uh tut, 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 tut. okay, let me read this. I think this is for public consumption. Uh hey Henrik, per your advice and others after YouTube nuke my evidence. My uh, Evidence Violates Community Guidelines channel. Was that what it was called? Evidence Violates Community Guidelines channel? Was that what it was called? I've actually not heard of it. I'm, I'm sad to say. Anyway, so the person says, uh, I've established an Odyssey channel also called Evidence Violates Community Guidelines. Cheers for all your good work, including uh, including supporting my suppressed, many suppressed voices when you yourself had been censored and deplatformed so much. Uh, long live worldwide Europa. Thank you, uh, sir. Appreciate that very much. Um, I have not heard of it, but I'll definitely check it out now. So it's over on Odyssey if you guys want to check it out. EVGC for short, Evidence Violates Community Guidelines. And I guess that's the that's a good uh, f- phrase because that's, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't matter if you actually back up the claims, etc. and so forth. Um, truth is, w- w- what's the word? Truth is not an excuse. I wanted to include it, we probably don't do it because I won't have time, but I wanted to play that clip again with Susan Wojcicki sitting at the uh, uh, lesbians who tech conference, and she's talking about like various things. They're talking about like people are not welcomed on the platform, like rats. Essentially, that's what that's what they're, the the host there is talking about. But anyway, the host there is asking Susan about like Ben Shapiro and things like that, and people are watching Ben Shapiro, and you
3: know, her
0: the the host's do- uh, son was watching Ben Shapiro, and so she she so she's so mad about that. But it's something interesting there, and it's something that escaped me at the time but susan is talking about how ben shapiro will meet the guidelines it was like it, it, it's like a it's like a plot right it's like she knows he will never violate the guidelines he will meet the guidelines it's kind of an interesting uh, tidbit but anyway it, it's related to how some of these people are protected and nothing will ever happen to them on the platform we talked about uh um what's his name steven crowder right last uh, in the friday show about how He was talking about people who will be radicalized if you ban, uh, you know, Lotto with Crowder and stuff like that. It's pretty dumb, but anyway. Uh, Thank you, uh, Evidence Violates Community Guidelines. I appreciate that. Very kind. I'll make sure to check out the Odyssey channel here later on. Thank you, sir. Uh, Blast Alizo. Welcome to the Weimar Republic. That's right. Why America? Going strong, going strong. It's uh, This is, of course, part of the uh, part of the collapse. I mean, it's just nowhere, uh, no other way to look at this, obviously. Uh, Lichen Warriors says Healthcare Journal publishes research calling whiteness a parasitic condition without permanent cure. I'm not surprised we had that other, and we covered that on the Weekend Warrior show, the psychologist dedicated at... Yale, right? Uh, no, sorry. Educated at Columbia University, which is where all the uh, uh, all the cultural Marxism came out of. Uh, but she was doing a lecture at where am I here? Wrong keyboard. She was doing a lecture uh, at the Yale University, the medical school there, talking about how uh, you know whiteness is like a also was something was it a bit parasitical condition or something? What was the exact term she was using? I forget what the term was, but uh, we we covered that in the latest week in Warrior Show. So we'll. Uh, That's definitely worth checking out for that reason, too. Uh, I'll check out that link um, just shortly. Sorry, I'm trying to find where that link go again. There it is. Uh, Lycan Warrior. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I'll uh, check out that link momentarily. Uh, But I thought we could play this uh, clip in the meantime. There seems to be some kind of uh, internal beef uh, in the LGBTIQP uh, community here. Uh, Let's uh, let's play. I'm not sure what it's about, but uh, let's uh, check it out. Guess what fuckers my patience has run out
4: Pansexuality is not inherently biphobic. They are both valid sexualities Both of them and while yes, I have seen pansexual people use that label for questionable reasons They pretty quickly get it once you explain things to them. They do. And not only that, but do you know who likes to use specific or micro labels? Neurodivergent people. Sometimes we just have to do whatever we can to feel safe and comfortable. And using a more specific label can be our outlet for that. If you took all that energy you spend calling people biphobic and saying they're performing bi erasure and just educated them, there would be less biphobia. There would be less bi erasure because you've explained it and people will know the difference i have fucking had it with you guys jesus fuck
0: jesus fuck really <clears throat> that's uh that's blasphemous for uh, for the christians i would assume right yeah darren J. Beatty said this girl i would have been happier and more meaningful living a more meaningful life growing up under the strict religious auspices of the taliban uh, i think that's uh that's uh that's probably correct right but you know, mental mental illness is a is a is a hell of a thing. I'm seeing uh, Adam in chat over on Trovo too, and yeah, exactly, Adam. You reminded me regarding um, what Crowder basically said there. He's basically, he basically, and we covered that last Friday too. But it's like we're ba- I'm basically a gatekeeper, and that's going to cause problems uh, if you therefore get rid of me because that that way people will go down the rabbit hole. And he uh, sounded like that uh, New York Times op-ed we showed at the time, too, right? Like, don't go down the rabbit hole. Don't, don't investigate things. It's for the better for all of us. Let us just tell you uh, what the score is. And uh, and you, because you could be convinced if you go down uh, the, uh, the deep, dark rabbit hole of misinformation, right? Uh, you'd think truth would stand on its own. And it wouldn't be a problem, but but that's not how they see it. They, they see it uh, quite differently. Here's the uh, article here that and uh, Warrior shared here, too. Healthcare Journal publishes research calling whiteness a parasitic condition without permanent cure. Not surprised. Something uh, recent here, I guess. Uh, the Journal of the American Psychoanalytic Association published a research article in May that describes being white as a malignant, parasitic-like condition and a dangerous, discriminatory, and perverse mental condition. Written by Donald Moss, early life check, uh, an author and activist, the article entitled On Having Whiteness explained that whiteness establishes an entitled uh, dominion that enables the host of parasitic whiteness to have power without limit, force without restriction, violence without mercy, adding that it, uh, it has a drive to hate and terrorize. Moss claimed whiteness easily infiltrates even groups funded, founded on the protection of individuals on democratic principles. Interesting. Okay, um, yeah, they go on to talk about some other examples. So one of the ways they they are kind of getting out of this of. Um, kind of like the legal aspect of, I mean nothing would happen anyway right you can you can shit on white people all you want you can call f- for the murder of them you can in some cases even actually murder them and actually go after them violently and there still won't be any uh, consequences for that uh but they call so they call it whiteness right it's this relabeling it's a, it's in the same way that they're uh talking about gender as opposed to sex right so in a way they kind of call, everyone knows what it means and we know what they mean right essentially. Uh, but they come up with this new concept well white, white anybody could you know be pro be you know a victim of whiteness right um so it's not tied to race it's not racial discrimination or all like that it's just a it's just an idea and a concept but we have more of whiteness later on by the way an MSNBC clip uh, where they're talking about how you know they we have to separate America from from whiteness right so uh but as Noel Ignative said too and, and I actually see I'm seeing meshing that in the in the article down here too. He, he talks about how to, you know, you can't separate whiteness from white people, right? So by calling for the eradication of whiteness, you by de facto call for the eradication of white people, right? Uh, I prefer European because that way, you know, it's this kind of back and forth. Well, black black identity exists because that's a unique thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, we call Asians Asians, right? Want to call blacks Africans then, Africans. And you can call white people Europeans. That way there's no... You can't you can escape and say that it's some kind of you know construct or some shit like that. It's actually tied to where people genetically uh, originate from, and you can detect those things if you take a, a genetic t- test, right? So it's not a social construct. Uh, but anyway, so they they do it by using these kind of wordplay and stuff like that. It's uh, it's quite uh, quite despicable, actually, what they do. Uh, okay, let me get back on track here. What else did we have? Oh, this one too. Uh, since uh, Adam is in the chat over on Trovo, uh, shout out to you then Adam here too because uh, uh, this I saw on your Twitter uh, feed so you you've seen this one already, but uh, I thought you other guys might uh, might enjoy that one. We're talking about you know religious uh, aspects and all the LGBTQ stuff and the the queer things. Uh, here's a merger of kind of all of those things really. Here we go
5: there's six sexes genders in the town with many mentions let's get into what they are there's Nakaeva and Zakar, the two you hear as female and male. Druggie knows for an intersex person with both female and male sex characteristics. Two to a person with obscured or unclear sexual characteristics. needs someone assigned female at birth, but who expresses male characteristics later in life. Sorry, someone assigned male at birth, but develops female characteristics later in life, and or has their sexual organs removed room. and Elonid often are described as imperfect. And while life has lots of rules, don't let binaries be a hurdle to loving yourself or exactly <sighs> you.
0: But wait for it there's more
5: Clearly, or should I say queerly, I'm very proud to be both Jewish and queer. I grew up in an inclusive community. My temple was very inclusive. And really it was only once I joined TikTok and was very openly Jewish and queer that I started to get questions about how I dealt with my conflicting identities. The Mm -hmm. Jewish communities I've been a part of have never made me feel like my identities are in conflict. In fact, I feel like the Jewish value of questioning very much fits with my queer identity.
0: Interesting. I'm sorry, but the, the the Jewish value of questioning is she, uh, is she referencing the uh, the culture of critique right there? Maybe. Anyway, let's uh, keep uh, let's keep playing a little bit here. Good stuff.
5: How can I even debunk this anti-Semitic stereotype when I'm about to steal your girl? I'm in heaven. I am queer and Jewish. I am Jewish and queer. I'll be toasting Le Simon fried this year. totally kosher you are both a yes i am sure respect my rights and my wishes keep your nose out of my conditions we're too jewish queer.
0: i'm sorry shouldn't should you keep your okay all right, never mind
2: yes i'm happy
0: to be here happy pride my dears there we go <clears throat> good stuff thank you to adam for <laughs> finding that gem i just i'll just leave that there and we can we can move on uh you know there's there's a lot of a lot of important things here to to actually talk about today but uh, ah whatever uh, okay let me see here what else do we have uh, we did that one oh this this one could be good too uh, Burger King has a new uh, CEO uh, Daniel Schwartz and uh, he has begun donating 40 cents for every sale of its new chicken sandwich to a radical LGBT lobby group uh, that supports child sex changes. Big surprise. Burger King, under the new leadership of CEO Daniel Schwartz, have begun donating. As we said, uh, of this, of the. I don't know if, it's if the is the chicken sandwich thing. Is that some? Uh, is that because they're running low on chicken, so there will be less sales of that? So this is also like it uh, being cheap. Is that what, <laughs> a, Anyway, whatever. Let, let, let's move on here. So, But regardless, $0.40 cents for every sale of that chicken sandwich will go to a LGBT lobby group that supports uh, child sex changes, the drugging of children with opposite sex hormones, and drag queen story hours. On June 3rd, Burger King made a cheeky tweet saying it will donate up to $250,000 of the proceeds from its new premium chicken sandwich, Chicking, uh, Chicking? I don't know about that. Um, Was that focus focus group checked? I I don't know. Um, To the human rights campaign. Oh, good. Uh, The Hill reported for every hand chicken sold, 40 cents will go to the cause. The company emphasized that checking is available on Sunday, taking a jab at Chick-fil-A's which observer... Oh, okay. All right, here we go. There we go. Uh, Taking a jab at chick fil A, which observes the Sabbath on Sunday. So, uh, okay, well, that's interesting. I thought wasn't Chick-fil-A Christian. They were not Jewish, right? So why would they, uh, it would be like going to church or something, right? Anyway. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Good, uh, good stuff. The Human Rights Campaign supports child sex changes and has a manual on their website to help guide parents through drugging and maiming their, their adolescent children. Uh, that's very brave. Stunning and brave. Gender transitioning beyond childhood. I guess we can read this here. This is a uh, good uh, education here from the HRCs. We know what they're involved in for children, pre adolescents and early adolescents. gender transition is mainly a social process. Okay. But you need surgery for it. Uh, children beginning puberty may also use puberty suppressing medication as they explore their gender identity. Both of these steps are completely reversible. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't think puberty suppressing medication is reversible. If you take that during the time that you grow, right, you're, you're permanently screwed. Anyway, uh, social transitioning is equally important for adults and old, older adolescents. People in these age groups may also take additional steps, including gender-affirming hormone therapy and surgeries. Transgender people also... Often change their legal name and gender record of on identity documents like a driver's license, birth certificate, or passport. These steps can happen at any stage in transitioning, although some states require certain types of medical treatment before allowing gender mark gender marker changes. All right. Anyway, holy shit, this just goes on and on here. Uh, what is this? Is this something? Jazz and Friends. I say, HRP puts out their own drag queen story. Are targeting children with books about kids transitioning with titles such as "When Aiden Became a Brother." Is this a video? Is this a?
1: Did you write the book? No, I didn't write the book. The book was written by Kyle Lukoff. <laughs>
4: I am the proud mother of a trans kid. And so it gives me so much pleasure to read this book today when Aiden became a brother.
1: The book that my daughters read to their daughter. So this is how the book starts. When Aiden was
6: born, everyone thought he was a girl. His parents gave him a pretty name. His room looked like a girl's room. Look at this cute cat. Adorable. It's a fun room, but maybe it's not quite what Aiden wants. But as Aiden got
4: bigger, he hated the sound of his name.
2: But Aiden didn't feel like any kind of girl. He was really another kind of
4: boy. It was hard to tell his parents what he knew about himself, but it was even harder not to.
6: And it looks like here's Aiden and his parents with other families with trans kids getting to know one another.
4: Aiden
1: explored different ways of being a boy. They changed his bedroom into a
2: place where he belonged. He also took much better care of his new clothes, which by the way, I'll say are very cute. Look at that outfit. We love it.
4: Then one day, mom and dad had something to tell him. I'm going to have a baby, mom announced. Does that mean I get to be a big brother? Of course, said dad, ruffling his hair.
6: Every baby needs a name. Aiden loved getting to choose his own, but he remembered that it had been hard for his parents to let go of the name they gave him. He looked for names that could fit this new person no matter who
3: they grew up to be. Mm -hmm. Two
6: weeks before the baby's due date, Aiden started to worry. Mom came to tuck him in. Are you feeling okay, sweetie, she asked. Do you think the baby will be
2: happy with everything, he whispered. I don't want them to feel like I did when I was little. Mom hugged him tight. When you were born, we didn't know you were going to be our son. We made some mistakes, but you helped us fix them. And you
7: taught us
6: how important it is to love someone for exactly who they are. Aiden knew how to love someone.
0: Yeah, tell that to uh, that the whites was the you're most hating important on.
6: important part
2: of being a brother. I wish I had cute little books like this when I was growing up. All
6: students need to have access to books that reflect the rich diversity of this country.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank
6: you for listening. And thank you for continuing to read books by LGBTQ authors about LGBTQ characters.
0: All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, that. Uh yeah, so I think it was a, it was a, I had a clip about the H HRC, the Human Rights Campaign. Uh, but I think that might be a little <clears throat> too spicy for uh, for even for uh, Trova. I hear People are banned from Trova every other day, right? Uh, but uh, we'll play it in one of the Weekend Warrior shows. We have played it a couple of times. Uh, but that's a, that's a, that's a good reminder, kind of, uh, you know, how they began. Basically, the the gist of the the clip is, and it's a guy who been. You know, following HRC and the work that they've been doing, <clears throat> and whereas, does it begin with you kind of just accepting the presence of these new things that they're pushing in a clip like this, uh, it de- he demonstrates how they're how they're moving over right to. Uh, basically they're forcing you to celebrate it it's not this like well let us just be alone and do our thing over here it's this this demand that they need to be let into society and then it's a demand that they need to be uh celebrated right it just it, it is it never stops it never has any any end in sight right and i think i saw which one was it i saw too let me see if i can find that one um I think it was just someone like this. I'm not sure statistics in this are true. I think it was from the Defend Europa uh, Telegram channel. Uh, so I'm not sure about the statistics in this. I guess I can go up full screen. And you can read that, uh, read that for yourself. Uh, source. Archives of sexual behavior. Comparative data on childhood and adolescence. Molestation in heterosexual and homosexual persons from 2001. Uh, has that statistics for you. Uh, that you can read. Uh, which, of course, uh, would be a, uh, a big problem uh, if true, uh, as they say. But I'll leave it at that. Uh, okay. Then we can go over to uh, let's go over to this one here, then, too. Uh, American Jewish Committee ha- recently had uh, this in a tweet Anti Semitism is on the rise here in America and around the world. How can we respond effectively? Join renowned journalist Brett Stevens and Bari Weiss and AJC Europe director. Simon Rodan uh for a timely the conversation on this critical issue. I, I actually like to um, I like to tune into this, uh, so I'm not sure if it's available uh, yet online. For it went from June 6th to 9th, 2021, but that will be interesting to see a uh, AJC's virtual global forum. And it's interesting too because I got to mention Bari Weiss, right? She she has recently had quite a bit of articles you know on her substack page and stuff like that about you know she had this one piece where the uh the doctors are speaking out of how they're you know openly discriminating against you know white people and stuff like that which is which is good i like that this is being exposed right uh she also had she was the one person i think behind why this story came out with the psych- psychiatrist out of new york that we're talking about the uh, the, what was it? A the, the, the white's? I mean, I have the clip, right? You guys remember it, right? Uh, let's just play it again, then, because it's kind of interesting, right? It's it's her who's the source of that, and I, and I'm almost thinking like, is there an ulterior motive here? Remember, she went on like Joe Rogan, and she was just like, I mean, she as soon as like white people defend themselves, she's like psychotic about it, right? She's like completely lunatic, and she's like Nazis everywhere and all that kind of stuff. She was even the one who was. Uh, very proud of of admitting that Hayes does the work that is that it did. right? So after the the guy the gab guy who said uh, screw her, optics. I'm going in. Did that thing and was it Boston? Uh, she said like no 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 that's it, that's not a conspiracy theory. Like we're we're a part of that and we're very proud of that kind of thing. Right. He, just quick reminder. It's about two minutes long. But here's the clip from that uh, psychiatrist out of New York. Uh, what she said. But this audio was originally leaked, if you will, or posted on Barry Weiss's Substack page, net positive, I think, but I'm wondering what else is going on here, or why she's she's like on this trail right now. Check this out. And the
4: fantasies of us loading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way, daring their body and wiping my bloody hands as I walked away relatively guiltless. With a bounce in my like I did the world a fucking favor. This is the cost of talking to white people at all. The cost of your own life as they suck you dry. There are no good apples out there. White people make my blood boil. Psychological predicaments. Because white people feel that we are bullying them when we bring up race. They feel that we should be thanking them for all that they have done for us. They are confused, and still are (coughs) weak. Can you hear me okay? Yes? Okay. We keep forgetting that directly talking about race is a waste of our breath. We are asking a demented, violent predator, who thinks that they are a saint or a superhero to accept responsibility. It ain't gonna happen. They have five holes in their brain. It's like banging your head against a brick wall, just like sure of, not a good idea. We need to remember that directly talking about race to white people is useless because we're at the wrong level of conversation. Addressing racism assumes that white people can see and process what we are talking about. They can't. That's why they sound demented. They don't even know they have a mask on. White people think it's their actual face. We need to get to know the mask. The white
0: people are out of their minds, and they have been for a long time. Yeah, there it goes. That's kind of the, the clip there, right? So that's that's Barry Weiss that released that on the website. It's a like a 50-minute long lecture, I think, or something like that, right? Uh, and then they uh, uh, they made that a, a big story, right? So <clears throat> I, I feel there's some ulterior motive, and it could be de-accelerationism uh, to a certain extent. You know, it's get, we're kind of like that... I think how do I put this? I think most people know that that you know we're being driven off like the of the road off the of the edge, right? And then it's kind of that how fast do you go right do you do you you kind of slowly go up to it and break or pretend that you're you're you know you're not really going to do it and then you do it last minute anyway or something like that versus going you know 200 miles per hour and just straight off right uh so i'm not i'm not quite sure what 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 her angle is i think maybe i think maybe net positive it's good that it's coming out because it's shocking and it's i mean it's it's correct in the sense to expose this kind of anti-white hatred right uh but anyway so um regarding that question right there maybe maybe not do the highest thing can that be can that be part of it maybe or something like that maybe maybe israel is not a such a good idea i, I don't know it's just you know just what, what do i know i'm just throwing out a couple of suggestions here uh maybe not do the uh, uh do the, the the nina west's uh, so hard on our, on the kids or something I, I don't know uh what do i know um Another kind of follow-up on that regarding Gab and stuff. I think Torbaugh uh, does a very good job, and he should have a lot of of cred for how he's been um, persistent and kept at it. He hasn't given up and stuff like that, right? Uh, Very good. But anyway, here's a clip talking about how uh, Kushner wouldn't allow Donald Trump to go on Gab unless he banned criticism of Jewish people and Israel. Uh, And we actually have the clip here instead of just reading the article, so let's take a look at that. Here we go
4: curious, I'm going to go ahead and dig in. What kind of people did they want you to ban in order for them to (laughs) join the platform?
3: Well, you know, Jared Kushner specifically had problems with people criticizing Jewish people and Zionism and uh, policies rela- related to Israel. I mean, that's specifically what I was told, is you have to do something about these people. He called them Jew haters. I call them Jew criticizers. Um, you know, uh, some of these people believe that anybody who even criticizes or remotely has any sort of criticism towards Jewish people or towards Israel or towards, you know, international policy, um, you know, is is all of a sudden anti-Semite, right? Which is uh, totally absurd on its face. Um, you know, we welcome all people. We welcome Zionists on the platform. We welcome people who are against Zionism on the platform. To us, uh, we're a uh, uh, content-neutral platform. Uh, it's a free speech platform. What so a radical idea! Never heard of, of such people, a thing. As long as you're not, you know, making threats of violence, um, you know, you're allowed to to speak your mind and have an opinion about things. And I was not going to compromise on on that position because that is what made Gab as successful as it is, and that is what's going to continue to make Gab successful in the future.
0: So that's kind of interesting, though, that uh, I mean, we know that if if that's true and I have no reason to to think it's not or that Andrew is making it up or something like that. But it's kind of interesting how Kushner is, is I guess, has Trump's balls in his little purse or something like that is uh, next to his uh, Talmud. Uh, it's interesting, you know, if uh, big, if true, as they say, but I'm not not surprised whatsoever. Right? His little blog there got less traction, I think, eventually than than his posts on Gab uh, got as far as far as I know as well. Uh, so interesting stuff. Uh, Eric J over on Trovo, thank you for the uh, uh, the winner uh, spells, the, the, the dancing chickens, I appreciate that. A uh, shiny unicorn from Eric J as well, thank you sir. Uh, and two more of those, uh, well it reset me here, let me see, two more of those were sent as well and now it, lost my, it refreshed and I lost my place. Thank you Eric, I appreciate that. Uh, very kind of you. Let me double check entropy real quick, so we are not behind. No, caught up there. Uh, actually, right, uh, right as I said that. Sonata for violin with a uh, just simply a period. Thank you uh, so much for that. Sonata, I'm not sure if there's a message attached to that or not, but I appreciate it. Very good to see you, as always. Um, okay. Uh, let me see here. What else do we have? We have the clip. We showed that. Uh, what am I sure? Oh, this could be... L- let me do this then. Let me show this one, uh, actually, because we have... Before we get into this one, I guess we can go back here before we uh, kind of uh what, what do you call it B- blow our thunder or whatever you want to call it on, on that story but um always had this question right of of why there's such a hard and this kind of this ties into the media a little bit too like a shift in the media that happened uh, about a almost about a decade ago it's 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 been there for a long time but it's really kind of ramped up right uh but a lot of focus on you know evil right-wingers and this is just one example but this is very prevalent, right? You have very hardcore progressive liberal activists or maybe even LGBT activists and stuff like that, right? Where they are very keen on pointing fingers at, uh, be they Trump voters, your average Trump uh, voter, or Trump in and of itself. Uh, they go after them and they call that that they're, they're a threat to democracy and all these kinds of things, right? And then sometimes afterwards it comes out that they have been... Um, like in this case, arrested on child pornography charges, right? Here's Joel Lee Organista said, my reflection on the rise and fall of the Trump era, ban Trump, save democracy from, uh, I guess, this Medium post here too. Uh, and then not sure how much time this is in between here, but uh, not too long, I think. Uh, SLC school board member arrested on child pornography charges, right? So they're also sitting on the uh, school board in, in Salt Lake City, which of course is the worst place for a pedophile to be close to children, but uh, I'm making this point because we've seen this kind of shift, right, in, uh, uh, in in narrative in the media, right, when it when it really started becoming uh, really anti-white, right, uh, and you can speculate when that actually did happen and stuff like that. But much of that has been to also to shift away from other issues, not only in like in that case. You actually have child sex predators that are out pointing fingers, and th- there's. It was another like really clear example the other day, but I forgot his name now. But it was like very obvious too. Uh, we've seen it with some of the Lincoln Project people, for example, right? It's just it's 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 an epidemic. It's out of control. It's it's everywhere, right? Uh, especially if you go back to that stats, if that's true, that if there's continuation, uh, if there is what do you call it, uh, repetition of trauma, what do you call it, the the cycle of abuse, right? That many of these people are subjected. Uh, To act themselves or abused by child uh, sex predators, uh, then they go on themselves to repeat those crimes, Uh, and it's some you know there's it's psychological mechanisms kind of behind that or whatever. Um, But then it would kind of make sense, right, that they would want to shift away from other focus on other things such as uh, right wingers, such as white supremacy, such as racism, Uh, but also even the class the class war issue. Right, I come across this stat; it's kind of interesting think back to and there's that famous meme maybe i can find it later i should have pulled that in it just it just dawned on me uh occupy wall street back in what 2010 or something like that it was all about like you know bankers and go criticizing goldman sachs and all that kind of stuff right and then eventually uh zoom forward to today and they're standing on pride barges uh sponsored by BlackRock and goldman sachs and stuff like that right uh i'll see if i can find that image later but Look at this here. The the stats here. Let me see if I can zoom in a bit on this. It's kind of small. Uh, where are we here? There we go. Uh, these are the things they stopped talking about in 2012. Uh, can you see? I guess I'll zoom in a little bit more here so we can see properly. Uh, no more discussion on Occupy Wall Street, right? That dropped, uh, which is kind of interesting. Now, I'm, I'm not like super gung-ho and like, it's, it's all class war and stuff like that. But think about the, the, at that time, the anti-capitalist movements, it was quite gaining quite a bit of momentum in America, right? And all of a sudden that stopped and it's all SJW stuff. It's all uh, LGBTQ stuff and it's anti, anti-white anti stuff that they focus on too, right? They stopped talking about uh, about bankers, largely, Time series on bankers between 1980 to 2018, right in the middle there at the top uh, screen, right? So that's declined, too. And some of this is sampled from, like, New York Times. Some of it is from, I think, Wall Street Journal and stuff like that, too. But this is largely the New York Times, right? Uh, Time series on bailout between 1980 and 2018. See, that's dropped off significantly as well. Um, The things that they, they started talking about... Uh, in 2012. Now, this is very interesting. They replaced class war with race war. Race war uh, does not threaten their profits. Um, yeah, I think there's more behind it like that. I, th- I don't think it's that simplified. I think they genuinely hate white people. It's not just a deflection. Uh, they're seeing that as an obstacle and so forth. But anyway, for the sake of the uh, of the stats we're showing here, let's just kind of continue this here. Number of news articles mentioning whiteness. Look at that increase right there. Uh, and they're marking in the timeline kind of went the end of the Occupy Wall Street movement. Kind of interesting, right? Uh, the one on the right here, or now in the middle. Number of news articles mentioning systemic racism. Look at that, increased that. Holy shit. Um, number of news articles mentioning intersectionality, right? That's oh, These are new, just largely, completely modern phenomena, right? It, it, it's in, invented. It, they just came up with this shit and started pushing it. Uh, number of New York Times articles mentioning racism. Massive increase since 2015, right? continue here uh number of newspaper blog web based publications and magazine/journal articles mentioning white supremacy look at this um 2005 a little bit after 2005 a little bit after 2010 but then after 2015 it's just off out of control right what do you what do you think this is about it's a, it's a it's a m- manipulated false bullshit narrative number of new york times articles mentioning discrimination Holy crap! Look at that, massive increase, right? Massive increase. And the last one here, uh, yeah, I guess showing they're destroying our financial prospects. This uh, was, uh, uh, I guess, what it says: wages and salary, salaries in percentage of GDP, right? Uh, from 2015. Anyway, you, you you get the idea, right? So I, I'm not completely aboard that it's all just because they want to have, you know, they they want they wanted to get us to stop thinking about class warfare, and that's why they just went over to. Uh, bashing white people. I think. I, I think part of this kind of overall deconstruction that we're seeing as well uh, of Western civilization largely is because they they're, they truly want that removed. It's 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 a new global order right now, and part of that, of course, is you have to create a kind of a chaos in many of these countries to rebuild, uh, to build back better, to uh, go through the great reset, right? And they're using a slew of different methods to do that, and part of that. Is to start attacking and right, ramping up hatred against white people, and to a, to a certain extent, when you open the borders, uh, you let in large other you know large groups of other hoth, uh, hostile ethnic and religious groups into our societies, and then you beat this anti-white drum twenty-four-seven in media. To a certain extent, that is a a false narrative in the sense that it's been manufactured. Right, it, it wasn't a real issue to begin with when we had when we were in control of our own countries that's something that's changed and shift, uh, shifted by a global elite that has intentionally gone in this direction and to a certain extent when things really when, when shit really hits the fan whether that's you know natural uh or it's artificially created like we've seen with uh, you know the reaction to the coronavirus pandemic for example right I think it's a really phenomena but largely overreaction and, and overblown uh you know, methods were taken to deal with this right but they've restructured society because of it and now they might do the same with something like cyber polygon the world economic forum is talking about this now shutting down the electrical grid and stuff like that right and that aspect of just having also ethnically diverse and religiously diverse societies is just going to add on to the problem of getting back to some kind of normal state of things right and it becomes another very important uh you know dividing line essentially which which i think people will have a hard time you know, reaching across, if you if you know what I mean, right? So anyway, this is an interesting article here too, just to underline that. Um, I haven't I haven't read through the whole piece yet. I didn't have time before just before coming on the show, but I wanted to show it show it to you, and and, and you can check it out if you want to as, uh, yourself. I might do something on it later on. It's from Mint Press uh, or Mint Press News, and they're talking about the uh, uh, King's College, and and keep in mind too, King's College was. Very instrumental in the pandemic reaction too, right? It was that I forget his name now. Maybe Chad has it. It was the the guy um, who basically came up with like he he fudged the numbers early on, but but their their research, their report was out of King's College, right? On on their uh, you know medical branch or their their pandemic readiness, infections, diseases, and stuff like that. That department. This is a different one, right? This is regarding um, how they're churning out. Many of the world's top journalists. Um, The fact that the very department that trains high state officials and agents of secretive three-letter agencies is also the place that produces many of the journalists we rely on to stand up to those officials and keep them in check uh, is seriously problematic. Uh, I mean, Press News writes here, this is Alan McLeod writing this story. Um, so yeah, in a previous investigation, Mint Press News explored how one university's department, the Department of War Studies at King's College London, functions as a school for spooks. Its teaching posts are filled with current or former NATO officials, army officers and intelligence operatives to churn out the next generation of spies intelligence officers. However, we can now reveal that an even more troubling product of the department is journalists an inordinate number of the world's most influential reporters producers and presenters representing many of the uh, world's most well-known and respected outlets including the new york times which we just just looked at right as an example of how they can shift and change narrative over just less than a decade right uh cnn as well the bbc learned their craft in the classroom of this london department raising serious questions about the links between the fourth estate and the national security state, right? And keep in mind, this is this goes back to um, Operation Mockingbird. If you talk about uh, what's happening in the U.S., for example, right, um, many of the people in the journalistic field are <clears throat> literally just employed by, you know, the deep the deep state and stuff like that, right? So and that's why we can't trust them. That's why the media are, are the problem. Um, and here's a little reminder, by the way. I saw this on uh, one of the Telegram channels. I think it was. Uh, it was Conspiracy Hub or maybe it was Autism Central. I forget which one it was. But uh, good, good reminder here why they turned on Nixon so hard because he knew some of this stuff too uh, regarding the press, regarding journalists, and, and also the, the overall the establishment, right? The, the professor, the cultural Marxist at some of these universities. But li- listen to what he said uh, back in uh, 1972. Believe it or not, listen to this. and never forget it, right? The press is the enemy. Times. And every- yeah, <clears throat> the journalists, the professors, the establishment, uh, and of course you can insert, if you so please, uh, overrepresentation within these uh, fields, as well. If you if you want to, but keep that in mind when you see. It. So I'll probably do a longer piece on this too because it's interesting. And I, I didn't see the r- original piece uh, about how they uh, put NATO officials and stuff like that in, in office. Too. But but keep in mind, NATO has been one of the mechanisms, right? The really uh, really anti-white um, narrative, right? We see that in military right now as well. Uh, but Wesley Clark, right? For example, famous quote. He was head of uh, NATO or the, uh, the Europe Europe's uh, Europe's department. I forget what the exact t- his title was, right? But after the Balkan wars, uh, he was talking about that too. That uh, the the time for ethnically homogenous nations is over and all that stuff, right? So there's a tie-in back here to where these people are educated and why it's so why why was why it so instantly can change things from the point of view of media, military, you know. Uh, all that stuff right it kind of ac- across the 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 upper echelons of of society right um okay so I, I want to kind of do a different little different segment here let me check entropy real quick uh I want to go to kind of uh, I guess an issue about diversity, too. All, all some of the stuff that they're pushing now, too, right? The, the Ties into the anti-white stuff that we saw out of the uh, statistics on, on how they've changed the land, language in the New York Times and stuff like that. Uh, let me check this here first. free Zone says, thank you for keeping up the struggle. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Always good to see you. free Zone again says, the anti-white narrative has been part of America ever since the small hats took over academia in the early 20th century with Boaz, Freud, and the Frankfurt School. Uh, it's just getting ramped up now. Yes, absolutely. And that's true. And I can go back to Nixon as well, right? He's talking about the professors, um, Columbia University, and, you know, the lady we played earlier, she was educated that it's a, it, it all ties in, right? So, But you're right. It's It has been going for decades and decades. Uh, we're just seeing the full, the kind of the fruits of it right now, right? Uh, Cacfrey Stone says also, Nixon also said that the small hats couldn't be trusted, did he? Now, is there a recording of that? Um, I, I know they've, They've said he said that and said the accusations of that. I, I don't doubt that he did, did say it, but it would be interesting if there's a recording. Uh, thank you, CAC Free Zone. Sonata for violence as Fox News is the enemy. Well, of course, they sure they, sh- they sure are, right? They're they're controlled uh, opposition and it will only go so far. I'm, I'm glad for some of the things Tucker said. And then the next day, he's just like cucking out in an incredible way. And it's very frustrating, right? You'll never get the truth on those those st- uh, stations ultimately, right? That's That's the bottom line here, too. All right. So uh, remember, though, diversity uh, is our is our greatest uh, strength, right? Diversity is our greatest strength, and there are a couple of things we can play to keep uh, to keep you uh, to keep that in mind. We'll begin a little bit more humorously here in the beginning, and then we'll turn a little bit more serious. I, I, I'm not always the one who covers. Let's say. Uh, uh, black and white crime and things like that, uh, but I have a couple of videos on that. A couple of couple of stories, real quick, before we move on. But just also to, to to show you that it's like you can have a very intense um, dialogue in the media about you know the problems of white supremacy and these kinds of things. Uh, but then they look the other way uh, when it comes to actual uh, crime da- happening today. Like you don't have to go back to Tulsa in 1921 or something like that. You don't have to look at, uh, uh, what was his name? Steeny Jr. in 1954 or was 55 or something like that, right? Uh, it's things that's happening now. But anyway, so the, the, our diversity segment here. Let's begin on a little more uh, entertaining note. Uh, here's a clip. Check out this little, what, what do they call it again? And, uh, a, a, a perp walk interview, right? Like this up. Hello, my name is Jeff McCann.
7: I'm running from
0: Mobile, Mar- M- Alabama. Well, Sorry, that was the wrong one. Let's try that again. Baby. Here we go. Let me go hey. back. Let me move back. Here we go.
7: Hello, my name's Jeff McCain.
2: I'm running for Mayor Mobile, Alabama, baby. Hey, I ain't sending my makeup, I'm still gonna run, I'm running for the mayor, I promise you. Why did you take the vehicle? <laughs> Man, if I had a woman like you, I wouldn't even take it. Come on, just but I took it because God told me to. you know what? God helped me do
7: everything. I steal everything, man. I stole your, I steal your heart, baby. Come on, just Let's get in, buddy. I tell us so, all though, man. I had to do it because God helped me do everything,
4: good and bad, man. He helped me to get
2: away
1: from Poey. Oh,
4: oh, yeah, Why'd y'all sell
2: the car, man? Did you take it? No, I, I,
7: I, I did it, man. He ain't do shit. Yeah, they didn't I did know. everything. Yeah, I, I, did off, I did everything. Hey, look, when I get out, I'ma steal a police car. <laughs>
3: At
0: least he's honest. I
3: am. <laughs> he ain't
0: do nothing. i gonna Alright, there you go. <clears throat> Perp walk interview, as I call it. Uh, Here's another one out of uh, a couple of days ago. Some uh, twerking on a Chicago police uh, vehicle. Did you guys see this? uh it's all good you know no problem no problem but it's always not so entertaining right in other cases it could go uh really bad as well when we're talking about um you know the upsides and and how diversity are strengths here's a kind of a crazy video out of uh, i think this is florida video shows moment suspect throws baby at deputy after police chase just a, just a quick little segment on on this here then we'll kind of it's 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 interesting to throw some of these things out there because we always hear you know the blame on you know white people is the big problem and all that kind of stuff and then you can have stories like this and there's like hardly any you know kind of coverage on it uh, nationally at least local press yes of course and that's why we have clips like this but anyway ch- uh, check out this here but now to that new video and what a despicable act this is. Video from the Indian River Sheriff's Office up in Central Florida on the East Coast shows a lot of what happened here. It's a man on the run from police, but this is no ordinary chase here. Deputies say they tried to pull the man over for a traffic stop and he took off. After a 40-minute chase, he pulled into the parking lot of an apartment complex. It turned out he had a two-month-old baby in that car. The suspect got out of the car and then threw the baby at the deputy. Amazingly. The deputy caught that baby. Deputies tackled the suspect and say he violently resisted. He's now facing several charges, including two for child abuse. Hear that? <clears throat> Throwing a ba- Who would throw a baby? Is it his own baby? Was he in the car? I, I'm, I'm very confused. I have a lot of questions here. I, I don't, I a lot of questions here. I, I'm, I'm not following all of this, but, uh, but there you go. You can't throw a baby. Florida man accused of tossing baby out the uh the the, the 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 at at a police deputy. All right. Uh here's another one. Uh North Dakota, Fargo of all places. Remember how uh, that uh, certain duo there? Um the uh what are they called again? The uh, Cohen brothers, right? They made fun of uh the, the, the Scandinavian uh, you know people in uh, uh North Dakota, right? Fargo, you guys remember the movie? 14-year-old girl stabbed to death, it turns out. it was The first story was she was stabbed 25 times in a completely random attack, right? We just got word from the doctor today that our baby girl is too far gone and there isn't anything they can do just to gather family and to say our goodbyes. That was from the victim's father. Here's the uh, perpetrator uh, and here's the victim. uh, And, of course, the young girl has reportedly passed away. Um, this is from earlier to d- today, actually yesterday. Right? Um, sad stuff. And again, I don't, I don't, I don't cover this like all the time. The you know the crime and stuff like that. Right? But just to give you a little bit of a reminder, here's another one from Adam. Actually, no more news. Uh, check out this one. Uh, old man attacked uh, from behind by uh, by diversity. Remember, diversity is our greatest strength. Strength, <laughs> everybody. It was a tongue twister. Try uh, check out this here. <laughs> punched from behind, old white man, seemingly for no reason whatsoever, never let your guard down. But, you know, diversity is our greatest strength. We need more ethnic diversity in America, because that's going to heal uh, heal our wounds, right? Uh, And speaking of that, too, it was kind of funny, it was uh, almost a slip-up here. Someone brought up Fox News earlier and, and I said someone that I just barely can take at times is, is Tucker on there. Uh, he almost uh, got this one the wrong way. Listen to this. We played a couple of times in, in case you didn't catch it. Uh, listen to this. Everybody agreed that segregation was the worst thing this country ever did. Listen to that again. Everybody agreed that segregation was the Be- worst thing this country ever did.
1: Oof.
0: Very close. Everybody agreed that segregation was the... Worst thing this country ever did. No? All right. Uh, I don't know what that was about, but uh, you never know. Uh, Oh, this one, too. Check out this one. This is totally fine, though. Um, T-shirt. Is a T-shirt for sale here? Uh, It's from uh, Feminist Trash, a sponsored measured here. We've got your ethical feminist tees covered. Use code 20FLASH for 20% off your order. And it says, seize the day with the unearned confidence of a mediocre white man. Remember we had, uh, we put a quote by the Dalai Lama on, on one of our T-shirts, and it's and of course it was after his famous interviews that he did on BBC and some other stations where he said uh, they were asking him about all the migrants, it was during the migrant crisis, right? Um, and he said, uh, Europe being Muslim, impossible. Europe becoming African, impossible. And he said, they have to go back, right? Remember that? So we did a video, video. we did a t-shirt that said they had to go back. Well, guess what? We lost a payment processor after that. Uh, They forced uh, Lana's Lama to remove that t-shirt. A quote from the Dalai Lama, right? Uh, This is, I mean, I've seen worse things than this. Don't get me wrong. This is not like high up on the list or anything, but it's the point, right? It's just, it's a continuous, incessant, beating on on white men in particular, but white people, whiteness, and all that kind of stuff. And the next one here really underlines that point too. Here's here's MSNBC. Listen how Mara Gay is speaking about Americans, about even Americans having flags, like American flags is the problem. I thought that these people were the patriotic ones, right? Uh Joe Scarborough on MSNBC, right? The Morning Joe and all that stuff. they continuously talking about it. We, we stand up for America and we're the patriots now. They've shifted that narrative kind of thing, but uh, not according to this one. Uh, listen, listen to uh, this interview here. I Come think on, this
6: on. is another area where Democrats really need to get serious about talking about what this threat is. Uh, I think you said it really well, Joe, a minute ago, where you talked about uh, the need to stop... And there we
0: go again. Sorry, I didn't even pay attention. She's... Uh, uh, a member of the editorial board at the New York Times, right? Remember the the shift in narrative and the anti-white narrative that picked up after 2012 and uh, the Occupy movement? Anyway, here, here, listen to what she says here. Being
6: surprised by all of this uh, and start taking it seriously. You know, it's really concerning to me that the Democrats haven't just gone ahead at this point and said, we're doing this on our own in terms of uh, getting a commission together uh, to explain to the American people, how we allow the insurrection to take place in the capitol i think that really needs to move forward swiftly um you know the reality is here that uh we have a large percentage of the american population i don't know how big it is but we have tens of millions of trump voters who uh, continue to believe that their rights as citizens are under threat by simple virtue of having to share the democracy with others
0: that's just complete garbage and again just the point that these people are incessantly attacking a certain demographic uh, the majority for now unless they get their way right um Incessantly attacking white people and whiteness and all that kind of stuff, right? And then as soon as you get a, a, a protest or a pushback, well, then that's a threat to democracy, and we have to shut these people down, right? Remember, we, we've shown the headlines a million times now about what do we do about the 70 million. And again, it's irrelevant whether you're a Trump supporter or not. What they what they mean is they're they're talking about white people that don't want the bullshit that they're pushing. That that's what they're talking about, right? Um, and even if you hate Trump personally, they don't see it like that, and it's and they're, they're seeking. They're seeing this whole segment of the population as something that needs to be dealt with, right? They, they from January sixth, and this thing that the, they've talked about the big lie now forever, right? The big lies that, that, that something was amiss with the uh, with the election and stuff like that, and that's dangerous, and we have to shut people's ability down to share evidence about that and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, but she really gets into here now uh, of how she view um, white again whiteness. They were they're hiding behind that term, right? Whiteness need to be separated from what it means to be an American. I think that's the exact quote.
6: Um, I think uh, as long as they see Americanness as the same as one with whiteness, this is going to continue. We have to figure out how to get every American a place at the table in this democracy, but how to separate Americanness, America from whiteness until we can confront that and talk about that. This is really going to continue. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really dear friend. No, not Long Island. And I was really disturbed. I saw, you know, dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with, uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, oh on the God. back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags,
0: oh my and in
6: some cases just dozens of American flags, which, you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the-
0: Absolutely. Have you heard of anything more disturbing than that American flags on pickup trucks? What do we do about yep. those people guys? Uh, Trump yep.
6: flags and some cases just dozens of American flags which <laughs> you know uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was yes. clear
0: Yes was, girl this you is go my girl country.
6: This is not your yep. country I own this And so until I'm sorry
0: wait a minute so <clears throat> having an American flag means Okay let, let me listen to that again here we go
6: Trump yep. flags and some cases, just dozens of American flags, which you know uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear: it was, "This is my country. This is not your yeah. country. I own this." And so,
0: well, I mean, who who built a who built a the country then? I, I mean, there's there's no other way about it, right? I mean. Many different uh, civilizations were built by the aid of having uh, slave labor. I mean, that's just that's just a fact. But uh, America, of course, is is being held to a different standard, uh, as always. I mean, I, I know the UK and Australia is even you know kind of roped up in this too. But anyway, let's let's hear the rest of this here.
6: So until we're ready to have that conversation, this is going to continue. What really is concerning to me as well is it's it's not just Democrats in Congress. I think there's a large percentage of Americans, even some of my colleagues. Uh, in journalism, who are invested in some way in pretending that this isn't the threat that it is. That is the real concern, because, you know, the Trump voters who are not going to get on board with democracy, they're a minority. You can marginalize them long term. But if we don't take the threat seriously, then I think we're all in really bad shape.
0: We 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 basically need to round them up. If they if they think differently that something happened during the election, and I've kind of moved on from that. And it's like I know some people cover that incessantly and stuff like that too. But like, I mean, nothing's going to happen there. Like, they're, you know, Trump's not going to be reinstated in August or whatever dumb thing there was. So, I mean, the audits are great. I mean, do do that for by all means, do that. <clears throat> do the audits and, and see would be fine. But I doubt. It will, I think it'll even be bullshit there, right? But it's this idea that it's like you have to bow down to our way of doing things, or we will start rounding you up. We need to deal with you in some way because you're you're, you're becoming a threat, and that's very clear in the next New York Times piece that we're we're going to show as well. Uh, just a quick shout out to a couple of people over on uh, Trovo here, William Shear. Thank you for the uh, Leon Lime. Appreciate that a rose as well from uh, William Shear. Uh, actually, two roses. Uh, DB Cooper, seventeen with a hype. Thank you, William Shear, with another rose. And uh, a couple of other ones here from William Shear too, a Leon Lime, a Hype and a Rose, thank you William, appreciate that, very kind of you. Uh, Let me see, a ton of them from William Shear. in fact, another Leon Lime and Hype and a uh, couple of Hypes in a row, thank you sir. And a chicken, dancing chicken, the winner, thank you sir, appreciate that. And then my window refreshed, so maybe I lost uh, some of them, but thank you everyone over on Trova, appreciate that. Let me check entropy real quick before we look at that New York Times piece. cuckfree zone says Nixon Washington is full of Jays most Jays are disloyal I guess that's the yeah from Washington Post uh, thank you for the link on that too I gotta check that out later too I think I heard something that that Nixon had said something like that but I was a little uncertain um, whether it was just made up or something like that but I'll check that link out I guess it's an older story it looks like it's kind of the old uh, old uh, like 90 98 format on the Washington Post link there uh, but thank you for that appreciate it um Cockfrey Zone and then we have Cockfree Zone again with a donation on Entropy Stream makes segregation great again RoboThink uh says amazing how the real threats calls them wait, wait a minute! amazing how the real threat calls them the threat yeah it's a re- it's a reversal right it's it's a um it's a pre- you got to you know you 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 Claim your enemy's doing something to you while you're the one doing it. So when you show up and say, "Look at what they're doing at me," they have like they already have that covered. Uh, it make it seem that you're the insane one. It's kind of a common tactic, but yeah, you're right, uh, Robo Think. Uh, but check out this piece here too from from the New York Times. It, it, it's kind of interesting because it'll tie into kind of the next portion I want to spend here a little bit of time of of, of basically. I think there's a manufactured, some, you could call it doomsday, you can call it just uh, when shit hits the fan or whatever. I think that they're working on something right now. From the World Economic Forum to the G7 nations to the the upper elites, the, the, the globalists, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, on shutting things down, supply chains, farming, all of it's going to be taken under their control, right? And so this New York Times piece, is 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 focusing on not only the doomsday preppers then, but also tying it around to doomsday plotters, right? That my point here is, they are the real doomsday plotters, right? The the bill the bill Gateses to a certain extent, right? Those who rolled out the vaccine, those who now we might see a massive population decline, potentially we we don't know yet, right? But a Spanish flu esque uh, uh, population decline in many countries. a a, a few years out. I hope I'm wrong on this. I hope the people that have been talking about that is wrong. Uh, We simply don't know. It's too early to tell. But weaved into that, you might have this excuse that it's like, well, it was COVID and we didn't do these measures. We didn't deal with it in time and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But the article here goes through a couple of examples of like how people who believe that there's something bad happening, that something is in the wings, they're the real problem because they're preparing to you know take control to a certain extent to become more influential as things fall apart and the reality is that they're they're planning this collapse right they're 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 pushing society and civilization in a, such a direction that it basically will be unsustainable to a certain extent and even the lgbtq stuff I think it is weaved into that well part of that and we're talking about things such as um just demographics fertility rates right Um, these people that permanently alter themselves, they will never go on to have children of their own and things like that, right? It's all kind of weaved into that. But so they're trying to claim that these people, accelerationists, et cetera, they're the doomsday plotters and they're the dangerous ones. They're the ones we have to look out for. They're the ones that we have to somehow take more control of. We have to monitor these people. We have to find out. They're bringing up an example out of Germany, right? There's allegedly was this military group called, uh, or, or they're kind of in the media Became referred to as Day X. It was their belief that one day there will be societal societal collapse, and especially um, from a, many different for many different reasons. And one of those reasons was, of course, the changing demographics of Germany. Right, these open borders, these massive waves of refugees is is slowly destabilizing the country. And so, allegedly, this group was kind of like you know preparing for that 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 day when that just falls everything falls apart. And they claim in the media they've claimed that well they try to that's the day that we're going to, you know, go after people and kill politicians and stuff. And 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 maybe that's true, maybe it's not. It's very hard to tell because these journalists they lie so much. And and the the, the intelligence services lie and all that kind of stuff too. So we don't really know. Anyway, it says here, far-right movements have long dreamed of a moment that ends society as we know it. Now experts say so-called accelerationist thinking is proliferating in ways that could destabilize democracy. That's right. So the millions of different ways that we have proven and, and, and outlined how we have a real dangerous segment, an upper segment, is the establishment are piece by piece laying the puzzle uh, that will spell the doom of our civilization. That's not the problem. The problem is these right-wingers who are, who are observing a phenomena happening in society and then want to take measures to ensure that they will continue to survive and that their civilization and their people and their nation will continue to to uh to exist basically right so this is just an again an incredible switch right a, 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 proge- no, a projection of sorts, but a, but a again it's it's worrying about the small the little guy those who do not have the influence and shifting over the blame to them, as we're now beginning to see, I think a very real and tangible kind of uh, collapse, basically, of civilization. So, th- so that's what you're getting from the New York Times, right? And they go through, you know, a couple of examples of in Germany, they talk about uh, that uh, they were targeting people like Annette a- Kahane, for example, people like that. We've talked about her a few times. Uh, she's a Jewish act- activist in Germany, and she's the one who talked about how European nations can no longer be seen as. Uh, as being ethnically homogenous and things like that right so the real real attack on the on the on the nation right real uh, real attack and then they tied together with january 6th and stuff like that too we're talking about how you know in america that's very very dangerous and all that kind of stuff right um yeah the mission Michigan- oklahoma city of course there's nothing nothing shady about that right the uh murrow building the turner diaries um uh, uh, Roof Dylan Roof in Charleston, right, and his, r- his race war aspirations. Never mind that he was going to shoot up a school initially, and somehow that just changed last minute uh, because of his what his black friend said, by the way. But you know, there's like a lot of questions about this kind of stuff. And then they go into the January 6th attack, and, and basically, these people are the dangerous ones. We have to stop these people. It's it's just a, it's an incredible piece, right? Incredible piece. And speaking of coll- uh, co- you know collapse, I guess or doomsday or the path that America many other Western nations are on right now uh, as well check out what uh, what Putin said recently as a warning uh, to America that, that that they're going in the same path as the Soviet Union check out the, this clip subtitled here so uh, make sure you're uh, reading here check
5: this out в чем problem империи? Им кажется, что они такие могущественные, что они могут позволить себе небольшие погрешности и ошибки. Ничего, этих купим, этих напугаем, с этими договоримся, этим дадим бусы, этим погрозим военными кораблями, и мы решим проблему. Но количество проблем нарастает, и наступает момент, когда с ними уже не справятся. So he's arguing
0: that the problems are accumulating. You might be temporarily able to deal with this problem or this group or pay off this group or militarily intervene with this group over here. Right. But keep in mind too, of course, all the things that have been done internally in America, uh, you know, heightened race conflicts and stuff like that. I mean, not necessarily. So maybe, maybe they would happen eventually anyway, but it certainly have been agitated right by, by media and, you know, in a way than by proxy to intelligence services and, and, and globalist forces. Right. And so he's arguing eventually all those things accumulate and you won't be able to deal with it. In other words. You're seeing a path here of America going in a direction where it will just collapse and it won't be able to sustain itself. That's what he's arguing. Uh, and a warning that much in the same way, I guess, the Soviet Union were doing those kinds of things, too. Uh, he's arguing. Remember that, like, when it fell, right, Was it, was it, no one even showed up to, um, to the government that day. It was like a symbolic um, one shell, what do you call it, from a tank, right? A tank approached uh, the government uh, building in Moscow there and, and fired, like, one round into the building to, like, mark symbolically mark the end uh, of the Soviet Union. But it was, like, no one there, no one to take care of it, no no managerial class left anymore. Uh, there were so many other problems that they had to deal with, right? But he could very well be right. That's my point, too. It's a, it's an interesting take. And, of course, Russia in and of themselves, they have a different, you know, they, they're looking out for their self-interest and stuff like that. So this is not that it's, like... You know, the, 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 the solution to the problem or anything like that. But it's a very different climate uh, right now over there, of course. Uh, but ch- so check out this. Let me do this real quick here. As you read this, is my entropy here. Uh, Cuckfree Zone says we're going going in the same path as, as the Soviet Union. Uh, we all know who was behind the Bolshevik Revolution and who killed twenty million white Christians before Stalin per- Stalin's purges. Uh, yeah, and I mean that has to do with we. I guess we could tie in things like such as the Holodomor. And things like that, too, into this. Um, so, again, a, 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 a convergence of things are happening right now, and I think they're largely um, are manufactured, right? So I wanted to show you this, and it, I'm not sure what to make of it yet. I saw it on one of the Telegram channels, and, and it could be kind of interesting. Take it with a grain of salt, because I don't know how influential uh, you know they are and so forth, and what it means or why they put it up there whatever. But Deagle as you can see here on screen this is an archived version of the page because it doesn't exist on deagle.com anymore it's basically a military um a, a military equipment type of website they have listings of most of the nations around the world statistics you know kind of like in a way kind of like how CIA factbook has statistics about different nations and stuff like that but they kind of hones in on Weapon sales, how many weapons they have, and military, army. But weaved into that are some other statistics, such as population numbers, GDP, um, as you can see on screen here. But this this made a round, I think, a couple of years ago, and it was brought to my attention again. And apparently, if you go to the new version, they have a kind of an updated version of the website. It, they've removed this, and I would assume that it's because that this caused some controversy. But so they were listing 209 countries. Where they showed also population forecast among these countries, and again, the the, the research that these that this website uses, that this uh, outlet uses, Deagle, are things such as oh, was that the long, wrong link there? Um, let me see, was it this one? Yeah, they're using oh, that's a different story. Never mind, I, I didn't find the right one here. Uh, they're using basically what people call like the you know the deep state, the Defense Department, and like you know government kind of outlets and stuff like that. So people were pointing to that and say maybe they're Maybe they, do, maybe they know something we don't know. I don't know, right? But anyway, so as you can see here, you can click in and view their uh, 2025 forecast. Now, of course, we're only uh, four you know, or so years away from this, depending on when exactly they're, they're expecting this to be. Uh, but if you click in on their uh, 2025 forecast, and I think it still shows the archived version here, uh, it's kind of interesting, right? Because you can list after population, increase and decrease, and so some people had had found this and pointed out. Let me see if it sorts after population. I have the, I have the video here. Otherwise, right? Uh, let me see here. Yeah, United States shows a decline of. I have seventy-eight percent down in the listing. That's so that's wrong. Uh, but they showed the U.S. by the year twenty twenty-five having a population decline by about seventy percent to. Uh, roughly around 100 million people, right? There were some other countries here too that lost a, a lot of population by 2025, right? What is China? Is that minus, okay, minus 2%, so it's not as bad. Uh, Nigeria, numbered minus two, Russia, zero, okay. Anyway, there's a video on this too that kind of explains it, but let me pull this up here. This is another image here that explains the, the, the thing more clearly here too. So this is a screenshot of how it used to look before they updated some stuff, so, right? So. In the year 2017, when they made the the statistic that pulled this out of the record, America stood at 327 million, I think it's closer to what, 333 million now. Uh, but then their forecast was 100 million in 2025. And there were a couple of articles written about this. Uh, wh- why are they doing this? Do they know anything? Again, I'm not sure, we, we might be making something out of this and it's completely just ridiculous and it shouldn't be worth you know focusing on whatever. But It could be just interesting for you to know, and it's up to you to kind of decide what to do with it, right? And this article here, too, which was kind of good, it was kind of a, it's more of a blog here, All News Pipeline. But they also showed, they they detailed how kind of they planted the seeds back in 2018 of, of, of the pandemic, uh, about a virus and stuff like that, and I guess I can pull up a couple of those news sources. There is a video here too that shows the population decline. Let's, let's look at a little bit of that first in the beginning, because uh, that that they show you just kind of what they what they did with the statistics and also how their prediction, the population uh, prediction uh, st- statistics, applied to some other nations as well. Uh, check this out, and, I, and I'll find the right source of of the article, uh, by the way, and I'll show you what they what they showed b- back in twenty eighteen, right? With uh, you know, from mainstream news outlets, so uh, Bill Gates is warning about this pandemic and it could kill thirty percent of the population and blah blah blah. But anyway, look at uh, this video here.
1: I'm sure by now some of you've heard of this Deagle.com uh, 2025 population forecast. I'll put a link to this page right here, and then it says "View Year 2025 Forecast." If you click on that, it'll take you to another page uh, with all the countries listed as such. So you have, uh, this is again, sorted by population. So 1.37 billion people um, would be the 2025 forecast. And then 1.35 billion is the current population, as of 2013 population. So you can check out all these countries um, based on what they're, current population is on the bottom and the projected population on the top. If you look at Nigeria, for example, it's in red because it goes down by 17 million people. So I'm a visual person. So I took all of this data, threw it into a spreadsheet, uh, organized it, fiddled with it, and then started to chart it. So I'm going to show you... um, four different sets of data here that I charted out based on the Deagle 2025 forecast. So this is net population growth. So you can see India is incredible 140 million people are projected to grow
0: increase. In India
1: or the population is projected to grow from what it is currently. Um, and then the rest of the countries here you might have to full screen it it's Bangladesh, Brazil, Indonesia, China Pakistan, Turkey, Mexico, Vietnam, Iran, Ethiopia, Colombia, Uganda, Sweden, I'm oh, sorry, Sudan, Argentina, Burma.
0: It's oh, different, buddy.
1: Okay, so I, re, uh, I rescaled the y-axis, so India is off the chart, and you can see the new high is 25 million, so it gives you better visualization, so India, Bangladesh... Brazil, Indonesia, China, Pakistan, Turkey, Mexico, Vietnam, Iran, Ethiopia, Colombia, Uganda, Sudan, Argentina, and Burma. No European countries there. Mostly Asian. Mostly Asian, a couple South American, a couple African. And now this is the net population loss. So again, you can see 250 million there, or about, is the United States. So these are the countries that lose population. So you can see, again, how what a, kind of outlier the United States is, just like India was on the positive side. So again, I rescaled the y-axis just to make it easier to see the rest of the countries. So you got gold, U.S. of A., United Kingdom, France, Spain, Italy, Nigeria, Australia, Russia, Greece, the Netherlands, Canada, Sweden, Taiwan, Switzerland, Tanzania, and the Philippines. That's pretty much the allied powers, U.S., U.K., France, Spain, Italy, Australia, and you got Russia there, I guess it would be, no, they were allied, sure. Canada, Sweden, <laughs> Switzerland stays out of everything, but you get the idea. Mostly European countries, um, yeah, so these are the population
0: losses. Anyway, he goes on. It's just to he just goes through the statistics, right? But the, yeah, so the Deagle is like a you know military assessment and stuff like that. So I mean, it might be nothing. It could just be you know completely overblown or whatever. But it is interesting that it kind of ties into some of the stuff that we've been talking about. That there's this like uh, convergence of different things that potentially could lead to a massive population reduction. Uh, maybe not as early as 2025. Maybe earlier. We don't know. But here, here's one of the sources. was talking about deagle here deagle's mysterious changes to 2025 population forecast uh for america and then they listed a couple of these kind of interesting here uh gates right uh, foundation uh let me see where they have their stories here uh yeah so some of the uh news mainstream news articles they listed back in 2018 here bill gates warns 30 million people could die from flu pandemic if we don't get it right back in 2018 uh, a couple of more here. Let me show you those. Where did my uh, Where did my source go here? Uh, oh boy, did I lose the source? Where is it? <laughs> Where'd it go? <laughs> yeah, that's the Deagle site. I always have to pull it up again here. Uh, what a mess. Where'd it go? Oh boy. Uh, okay, let me click on it. Holy smokes, I lost it. Sorry guys. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Uh, let me pull it back here. Here we go. Yeah, so, uh, and, and we're not, uh, at least, surprised. also claim that a universal flu shot is the answer to prevent such a pandemic. Uh, Fierce Pharma, thinking of developing a universal flu jab, Bill Gates and Larry Page challenge you to do it. May 1st, 2018. Oh, I had to go back. That's why I lost. I thought, thought I opened a new window. Um. Here's more on a universal vaccine. From the Atlantic, what Bill Gates fears most, right? So, the, you know, the point here here is to tie it into the vaccine, the pandemic, supply chain shutdowns, and just a convergence of different issues uh, that could potentially lead us to a situation where they are correct, um, deagle or not. And it also might mean that they know something we don't know. Uh, I'm not quite sure about that yet. But uh, So anyway, speaking of the vaccine and things that could potentially lead us to a scenario like this, uh, there's a new type of COVID-19 vaccine waiting in the wings that they're le- uh, waiting to, uh, to wheel out here soon. Let me just read a little bit here. This is from NPR uh, regarding this. It's a weird weird way of doing it. Listen to this here. A new kind of COVID-19 vaccine could be available as soon as this summer. It's what's known as a protein subunit vaccine. It works somewhat differently from the current crop of vaccines authorized for the U.S., uh, for use in the U.S., but it's based on a well-understood technology. Oh, good, and doesn't require specific refrigeration, special refrigeration. In general, vaccines work by showing people's immune system something that looks like the virus but really isn't. Okay, I thought they had dead and attenuated viruses in most vaccines, though. But okay, what do I know? Consider it in advance. Uh, consider it an advance warning. If the real virus ever turns up, the immune system is ready to squelch it. In the case of the coronavirus, that something is one of the proteins in the virus, the spike protein. The vaccines made by Johnson and Johnson, Moderna and Pfizer contained genetic instructions for the spike protein. and it's up to cells in our bodies to make the protein itself. The first protein subunit COVID-19 vaccine to become available will likely come to, uh, from the biotech company NoVAx. In contrast to the three vaccines already authorized in the U.S., it contains the spiked protein itself. No need to make it. It's already made. Along with an adjuvant that enhances the immune system's response to make the vaccine even more protected. I'd I'd love to know, and I don't know why they just can't write what that adjuvant is. Adjuvant means, you know, uh, other ingredient, an activator, basically, right? In many regards, of course, many regards, uh, it's been thimerosal mercury has been one of these and, and aluminum has been an v- important adjuvant in many of the old school vaccines protein subunit vaccines made this way made this way have been around for a while there are vaccines on the market for hepatitis B and pertussis based on this technology the largest a largest test of the novavax covid-19 vaccines effectiveness conducted in tens of thousands of volunteers in the US and Mexico is about to wrap up blah 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 they're talking about how great that is to make the virus protein, Novax uses gi- giant vats of cells grown in the lab. But there's another way to make the protein: get plants in a greenhouse to do it. That's the approach being used by Canadian biotech firm MediCago. 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 The plants used are related to the tobacco plants and have been modified to contain the genetic instructions to make the viral protein. The plants do something very valuable: they make a lipid shell. That surrounds a bunch of viral proteins, the proteins uh, the protein's sticking out. And the lipid, of course, is one of the problems. Uh, the nano um, sized lipids, right, in the vaccine is part of the problem. Uh, it gets to different parts of the body. Some people end up uh, reproducing this viral, sp- the spiked protein, over and over and over again. It's like they have a cold or that flu like symptoms all the time. Your body doesn't really you know, get li- rid of it. There's a lot of problems with this lipid nanotechnology that they're using for it, right? Uh, The plant will assemble the protein in a shape and form that is looking like the virus, says Natalie Laundrie, Medicago's executive vice president. So if you look at an image of it, it looks like a virus, but it cannot induce any disease. But when it's injected as a vaccine, your body will raise a good immune response. Earlier studies suggest Medicago's candidate vaccine does just that. The company is confident enough in those findings that it's already begun a large study in people that could involve as many as 30,000 volunteers in 11 countries. Laundries acknowledges the development that they're late to lag behind, blah, blah, blah. But it is kind of weird, huh? It goes on from there, but it's, so it's looking like the spiked protein, but it's not the spiked protein. It's very bizarre and very weird. And they will have it grown in a plant related to the tobacco plant. And they will actually put that in the vaccine in and of itself as opposed to the mRNA genetic instructions that's given to the cells. Um, Who knows? Can we see a long-term study on this, please, as well? Is this going to be good? I don't know. Just making you prepared for another type of technology, new untested ways that they roll shit out because uh, they they seem to update this all the time, right? New new ways of, of getting you to take these shots, right? Or new technology, new method, right? Uh, check out this one quick mention here too. out of australia pfizer vaccine authorized data site unseen a freedom of information request to the australian drugs regulatory uh, drugs regulator that approved the pfizer vaccine confirms that they had never seen the study data this is uh, encouraging uh wonder if this happened in any other countries too a freedom of information request was made by one of our members in february 2021 to the Australian Drug Regulator, the TGA Therapeutic Good Administration to ask what should have been a simple question. The TGA is the Australian equivalent of the FDA or the MHRA in the UK or the EMA in Europe and is held in high regard worldwide. Essentially, the FOIA questions were 1. Did this agency, the TGA, request the raw data from Pfizer? 2. Did any of the committees approving the vaccine look at the raw data and or discuss it? Three. Were there studies referred to in the approval uh, approval document relating to teratogenicity, risk of harm to fetus? Okay, interesting, because we've talked about that a lot, Uh, the infertility risk with some of these vaccines, right? Uh, The rationale of the request relates to concern over the validity and verifiability of Pfizer's data given uh, its legal history. And expressed by Peter Doshi, the BMGI, uh, in February, as well as the proven concerns over fraudulent data relating to COVID-19, as seen in the Lance, Lancet Gate scandal of June 2020. That's right, I, I kind of forgot about that. Right. The document below is a redacted version of the document that were um, were sent by the TGA in response to this FOIA request. What they show is that the TGA TGA never saw or requested the patient data from Pfizer. And simply accepted their reporting of their study as true. That is unbelievable, right? I'm not shocked. I'm not. I'm not surprised whatsoever, right? But that's what you have in many of these countries. It's safe. It's verified. The experts are looking at this. No, many many regards they don't, right? They're paid off by drug companies. You have people on the inside. They have an invested monetary interest in this. There are all kinds of layers of corruption weaved into this. But just to give you an idea. That's how things work in some countries, Australia in this case, right? And we still can't get a long-term study, of course, from, from these people, right? Uh, next one regarding the vaccine, weird stuff out of Germany. This is the German source here. I'll, I'll show you the translated one in a little bit here. Uh, but what you're looking at is a law for the prevention and control of infectious diseases in humans. The uh, Infection Protection Act, uh, paragraph 22, 21, sorry, that shows, uh, shows it regarding vaccines. Uh, Now, let's take a look at a translated version of that right here. And it says in there, um, that so this new law in Germany allows for the use of, quote, uh, vaccines that contain microorganisms that can be excreted by the vaccinated and ingested by other people. Uh, I I don't think that's a mistranslation, uh, but that's pretty weird, right? Vaccines may be used that contain microorganisms that can be excreted by the vaccinated and ingested by other people. The basic right to physical integrity, Article Two, Paragraph Two, Clause One, Basic Law, blah, blah blah, is restricted in this respect. Right? Uh, so what that's about, I don't know. But remember, many regards some of the stuff that they do. In this case, it's in Germany, but uh, it's uh, it's perfectly legal, so to speak, because they pass laws and they they give give it away to you. Was it the UK that was like? They declared uh, the coronavirus pandemic over at a certain point in their the legal documents and stuff like that. It's been weird things like that, right? Um, okay, a little bit of a different uh, lighter segment here, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, there was a viral tweet, going, uh, viral uh, TikTok, I guess it is, of an older lady <laughs> who, de- who didn't want to be a va- what she called a vaccine slut. Uh, I thought it was, it's kind of cringe in a way. It's boomer esque, but whatever. Uh, overall, good message. Listen to uh, what she uh, what she's saying here.
2: I'm not a vaccine hoochie. I'm not a vaccine slut. You're not gonna put it in my butt, and you're not gonna put it in my arm. And if you try to give it to me, I'm gonna cause you bodily harm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, good stuff. <clears throat> so she could have rhymed and said, "You're not gonna put it in my arm. I'm not gonna put it in my butt." Right? That would, but whatever. A point here is uh, the 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 COVID the COVID cult were were freaking off uh, freaking out about this right and it was she was th- even the tweet in itself uh, basically is, is doxing this woman trying to get her fired right uh, because she doesn't want to be a vaccine slut right she doesn't want to have it anywhere in her body um, they're exposing her name what she's working uh, in a school in Tennessee and all this stuff they went crazy but of course predictably, Uh, immediately you had an allegiance by the COVID cult to actually become so-called vaccine sluts as a reaction to that video. Look at this.
5: I am a vaccine hoochie. I I am am a a vaccine vaccine hoochie. hoochie. I am a vaccine slut. I am a vaccine slut. You may put it in my arm. You may put it in my arm. You may put it in my butt.
0: My butt. It breaks off there, so that wasn't me. But so they want to put, they want the vaccine in the butt. Let's uh, let's take that one more time, in case you had a, <coughs> a little hard time hearing here. Uh, oh, that's the wrong one. Let me go back. Come on, bitch, shoot. There we go.
5: I am a vaccine
0: hoochie. I- a- a- keep in mind, all of this is because of that viral video in reaction to what she said, the old lady. Vaccine
5: hoochie. This is I your
0: young, young, young white uh, females here, right?
5: I am a vaccine hoochie. I, I am, am a vaccine, vaccine hoochie. I am a vaccine slut. I am a vaccine slut. You may, you may put it in my arm. You
0: may put it in my arm. You may put it in my butt. My butt. All right. There you go. I'll just leave that there. There are some uh, people that are uh, pretty... Uh, th- there are some polit- politicians that are good, I should say. Uh, here's a Dutch politician... This is subtitles, so make sure you uh, are looking at the video for you guys who are watching or uh, maybe listening to the audio version. Uh, I'm not going to translate it, but he's talking about the uh, Operation Lockstep, a report, the report from the Rockefeller Foundation, which mentioned ahead of its time, we covered that at the time too when it came out, uh, when people brought, brought attention to this, of many of the things that we've seen in the wake of the response to the coronavirus pandemic or the COVID pandemic. And uh, he exposes that and actually talks about this. Check this out, Ter- uh, Thierry Baudet. I think, I hope this is, yeah, it's, it's a fully subtitled version. So check this out, uh, good good stuff. Occasionally we get people like this. Is he based? I, I don't know, but I'll take it. Good stuff.
7: Force you serve. In 2010 ontwikkelde de Rockefeller Foundation, een van de meest invloedrijke NGO's ter wereld, een aantal scenario's voor de toekomst van technologie en internationale ontwikkeling. Dit rapport. En in dit rapport beschrijft de Rockefeller Foundation het zogeheten Scenario Lockstep over de komst van een wereldwijde pandemie en de nasleper van, 2010 dus al. Volgens dit scenario, en ik heb het dus hier bij me... zouden de Chinezen als eerste gaan beginnen met... verplichte quarantaine voor alle burgers, is een citaat... en onmiddellijke en bijna hermetische afsluiting van alle grenzen. Nationale leiders over de hele wereld zouden hun gezag verstevigen... met wetten, regels en beperkingen... van het verplicht dragen van mondkapjes... tot lichaamstemperatuurcontroles bij ingangen van treinstations, vliegtuigen, gebouwen, komt allemaal hierin voor. Maar daar houdt het niet eens mee op, want volgens scenario Lockstep staat ons nog veel te wachten. Zelfs nadat de pandemie voorbij was, zo schrijven de onderzoekers, bleef de autoritaire controle en het toezicht op burgers en hun activiteiten en werd het zelfs nog geïntensiveerd. In dit rapport uit 2010 wordt zelfs al gezinspeeld op klimaatlockdowns, precies waar ze nu ook al Over beginnen in onze tijd, ik citeer, om zichzelf te beschermen tegen steeds mondialer wordende problemen van pandemieën en transnationaal terrorisme tot milieucrisis en toenemende armoede, namen leiders over de hele wereld de macht steviger in handen. Het rapport voorzag ook goed hoe burgers op alle maatregelen zouden reageren. Helaas, zeg ik daarbij. Net als nu staan mensen te juichen als ze gevaccineerd zijn. Foto's van hun geprikte arm op sociale media, staat allemaal in dit rapport. En smeken ze om een coronapaspoort, voorzagen de schrijvers van het scenario Lockstep, zoals ik zei. En de meer gecontroleerde wereld... Uh, Vindt dus, zo voorspellen zij al in 2010, veel acceptatie onder de bevolking. Burgers gaven vrijwillig een deel van hun soevereiniteit op en hun privacy in ruil voor meer veiligheid en stabiliteit. Burgers waren toleranter en zelfs gretig om meer top-down aansturing en toezicht te krijgen. Nationale leiders hadden meer vrijheid om orde op te leggen op manieren die zij zelf geschikt achten. Dat dit zou leiden tot een digitaal paspoort hadden de auteurs van het Rockefeller Foundation rapport ook al voorzien. In 2010 kon kon de Rockefeller Foundation de huidige technologische stand van zaken natuurlijk nog niet helemaal letterlijk voorspellen. Maar toen dachten zij al wel dat het verscherpte toezicht zou leiden tot een biometrisch ID voor alle burgers. En dit zit inmiddels in onze papieren paspoorten. Het digitaal vaccinatiepaspoort is daar alleen maar een aanvulling op. Pas dertien jaar na de pandemie zou het publiek volgens de Rockefeller Foundation doorkrijgen dat ze belazerd zijn, genoeg krijgen van de controle en de absurde machtsfantasieën van de heersers. En voorzitter, ik hoop toch zo dat de Rockefeller Foundation op dat punt ongelijk gaat krijgen. Al hun voorspellingen zijn uitgekomen, maar ik hoop dat ze hier echt ongelijk krijgen. Dat er een punt komt dat wij wakker worden. Dat we inzien dat dit een collectieve psychose is. Dat het op slot gooien van het hele land, de halve wereld, gedurende anderhalf jaar vanwege een griepvariatie krankzinnig is. Dat we rondlopen met die lullige, niet werkende mondkappen. Dat we ons houden aan die volstrekt onzinnige afstandsregels. En onze bedrijven, onze sociale levens stuk hebben zien gaan. Dat we prima eerste lijns medicijnen, zoals ivermectine, tegenhouden alleen om die expiricaties experimentele injecties de status van toegelaten vaccin versneld te kunnen geven. Dat we kletsen over, oh de besmettingen lopen terug, terwijl dit vorig jaar natuurlijk ook gebeurde, zoals dat elk jaar gebeurt, zoals er straks natuurlijk met de herfst weer nieuwe besmettingen komen, zoals dat altijd gebeurt en we doen alsof dat door corona komt, terwijl wat we vroeger de griep noemden schijnbaar geheel zou zijn verdwenen. Maar het belangrijkste, en dat zijn mijn afrondende woorden, dat we inzien dat met als voorwensel een of andere hysterie over deze Chinese griep een infrastructuur is opgetuigd die op elk willekeurig moment, wegens elk willekeurig voorval, opnieuw kan worden aangewend. Lockdowns, mondkapjes, afstand houden, niet meer reizen, geen handen meer schudden, belachelijke experimentele injecties laten inspuiten. Deze coronatijd was een gehoorzaamheidstraining. De Tweede Kamer en de regering Rutte hebben die training glansrijk doorstaan, gefeliciteerd Klaus Schwab kan trots op jullie zijn de globalistische plannen kunnen doorgang vinden en de volgende stap richting mass surveillance en totale controle kan worden gezet. Dank u wel
0: all right cool so good stuff at least someone is talking about it right so someone said in chat here uh, Terry Bodet. right that's right uh, someone's like more of a French uh, name it sounds like uh, tash over on Odyssey says uh, that he's thinking about setting up alternative communities in all aspects of society interesting I saw someone said too that he's he's a bit of a <clears throat> Israel bootlicker I guess but uh, anyway on this on this front he seems uh, seems uh, f- very very good right I think we've talked about him before when he uh, came into parliament or something like that with the targeting him at the time or I forget what the details were uh, but but good stuff right he's speaking out about uh, against the, the the plans some of the plans that existed ahead of time and how they sought to use it. And now they all miraculously, most of these things that they predicted, of course, fallen into place. He could have mentioned John Hopkins' event 201 as another example, but, you know, I'm sure these people will be, um, you know, they, they, they will stumble across a lot more of this kind of stuff. But it's good. It's good. We're, we're getting it from a political perspective. And so speaking of <clears throat> just what he's talking about, too, Uh, you know, passport, vaccination, COVID passports and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, They just passed that or approved it, whatever you want to call it, um, in a EU uh, vote that took place, I think, either yesterday or earlier today. EU so-called digital COVID certificate. Uh, CNN had the announcement about this. Let's take a look at the uh, presentation, of course. And they say it's a wonderful thing. And now Americans who want to go to the EU or people in the EU who wants to travel internally in the union. Uh, will have to show their uh, their papers. And this is a, a wonderful thing because now we can go back to uh, to normal. Here's the video from CNN. Let's play this. A system
4: of digital COVID certificates now up and running in seven European countries, a system that should go live in the whole of Europe, By the 1st of July, it basically means that with this digital certificate, people can show as they come in and out of countries and across the European Union, whether they've been vaccinated, whether they've been uh, found to be immune because they recently had COVID or if they've had a negative test in the previous 72 hours. The idea once again to get Europeans flowing across borders that have for too long uh, been closed, also allowing third party nationals. So, for instance, uh, citizens of the United States for these seven countries so far, but for the rest of Europe but by July 1st, if they've been vaccinated once again, to be able to travel in and out of the European Union for the first time in more than a year. Melissa Bell, CNN, oh, Paris.
0: So now they can, now you can travel. And of course, this, remember, going back, this was a conspiracy theory. This was not really happening. And uh, although Bill Gates and these, these people, because they <clears throat> knew what they were going to do and how they're going to use the, the bullshit, um, that, that was uh, dismissed as a crazy conspiracy and of course now it's here now now it's there right um blast Lizo over on entropy streams says usd population uh speaking to the earlier deagle and their predictions uh could be due to balkanization and uh, yes and i mean the the point i made there as well as kind of like i think you have a convergence of so many different issues that could lead to it i think that that's obviously part of it uh, but it might not be the whole story part of it could be vaccine part of it could be. Uh, diseases that are yes engineered in in laboratories and stuff like that right they do uh, work on these gain of function research etc we've talked all about that food shutdown supply chain shutdowns or food shut- food food shortages I should say right uh which kind of leads into to the next thing I want to talk about here too blessed elisa what was was it your chat we missed like not last Friday but the friday before that I saved a copy on on my uh desktop um because i saw we missed it and it was just an accident was it you blastalizo who did that uh or did i get the name wrong anyway we uh i said that at the time it was uh we didn't intend to miss it it was just i, I saw you in, you in chat later it's like oh they they didn't they didn't read my chat and we just missed it i think it was you who did it anyway go back to the no-go zone following the flashback friday show and i and I addressed your chat there but anyway thank you uh blastalizo and one from mr noseberg as well uh thank you mr noseberg good a couple of uh emoticons um pointing that way, but I don't don't see anything on that side. Thank you, uh, Mr. Noseberg. I appreciate it, unless it's to bring bring my attention to something which I uh, missed or something like that. But thank you uh, for that. Uh, Yes, so let's do this here real quick. We're kind of at the end of our time here, but I do have a couple of more important stories to show. And of course, it's related to the inflation that is bound to happen, specifically in the U.S., but probably many other Countries as well. Real estate is going up. Um, as I said, food shortages, attack on farmers. There are droughts in certain, you know, southwestern parts of the U.S. and things like that. A lot of things are happening in brewing at the same time, right? Uh, ship shortages in the in Asian countries, which is leading to even problems for farmers to get uh, their hands on new equipment, which leads to food shortages. Um, there are. There are incentivizing the government is incentivizing or, or subsidizing people uh, to burn their crops and all kinds of weird things that we, we've covered over the last few months here, right? Uh, but check out this one real quick. A thread here on on how uh, both both um, BlackRock but also other uh, what they call uh, pension funds and things like that are actually ending up buying what Wall Street essentially is buying up. Houses at an incredible rate across the US, right? So here's a thread. Um, and it's regarding a, a story on Wall Street Journal here. If you sell a house these days, the buyer might be a pension fund, was, was the title for it here. So BlackRock is buying every single family house that they can find, paying 20 to 50% above asking price and outbidding normal home buyers. Why are corporations, pension funds, and property investment groups buying entire neighborhoods? Out from the middle class. Let's take a look. Homes are popping up on MLS. It's like that, uh, the the internal listing, right? For uh, for uh, uh, real estate agents, right? Uh, And are going on a contract within a few hours. BlackRock, among others, are buying up thousands of new homes and entire neighborhoods. So who's BlackRock? Only the world's largest asset manager and is leading a proponent of the Great Reset. They're looking to redistribute. Get this: 120 trillion dollars, the entire wealth of the world's middle class and poor combined uh, several times over. As an example, a 124 new home neighborhood was bought in its entirety in Texas. Average Americans were outbid to a tune of $32 million. Homes sold at an average, uh, if 20% above listing. uh, Now the entire neighborhood is made up of SFRs. So what are SFRs? Single Family Rentals. Now your potential uh, lower to middle class homeowner is positioned to be a permanent renter. This matters because For the lower and middle class, owning a home is the most uh, major part of any financial success, and future upward mobility. This is wealth redistribution, and it ain't uh, rich people's wealth that's getting redistributed. It's normal American middle class, salt of the earth, uh, wealth heading into the hands of the world's most powerful uh, entities and individuals. The traditional finance vehicle gone forever. Home equity is the main financial element that that middle-class families use to build wealth. And BlackRock, a Federal Reserve-funded financial institution, is buying up all these houses to make sure that young families can't build wealth. And where did we see that before? Um, the World Economic Forum. The you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Where is it again? Do I have it? Remember that. <clears throat> that's that's base. That's that's what this is, right? Anyway, they continue here. That's right. Federal Reserve Funded Financial Institute. Let that sink in for a minute. Got it. They're using your tax dollars to fuck over the lower and middle class and it's permanent. Not one presidential administration, uh, uh, not one press administration of bullshit. That is funded. This is fundamental to reorganizing society. Anyway, it goes, goes on there. You get the idea. Do they include uh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy? No, not on this one. Uh, so that's part of it. That's part of the problems, right? Let me see. Was it the World Economic Forum? I had that under. Yeah, here it is, right? Let me just pull that in, right? That's that. That's where it is. Um, you'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. No more owning homes. You'll be you'll be renting. It. You'll be leasing it, and it'll be much better off for you too, right? So here are some of the headlines here too. Um, when Wall Street is your landlord, from the Atlantic. I'm surprised they're covering some of this. They're a horrible outlet in some regards, right? Uh, with the help from the federal government, institutional investors became major players in the rental market. They promised to return profits uh, to their investors and convenience to their tenants. Investors are happy. And surprise, surprise, tenants are not happy. Big surprise. So here's the Wall Street Journal original reporting here. If you sell a house these days, the buyer might be a pension fund. Fund, Good stuff, right? Uh, here is the uh, uh, a reminder here too from the Washington Post that uh climate lockdowns is coming as well and for a while we heard by the way that uh that would be a it would be it was good that we had the lockdowns because it it eased up and all the production around the world and blah 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 uh carbon dioxide levels are lower than it ever has have been f- before was some of the news stories we heard at the time uh, but apparently here according to washington post despite the pandemic carbon dioxide levels in atmosphere hits record high If we want to avoid catastrophic climate change, the highest priority must be to reduce CO2 pollution to zero at the earliest possible date, one top scientist said, which is insanity. Uh, Complete insanity. That's not how it works, and you don't just remove carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere, but what was the clip we played it from? Was it... uh, Oh, it was uh, the lunatic, right? John Heinz uh, Carey, right? He said that we have to pull uh, carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Uh, we don't only have to go to get net zero on like, on everything, which relates to the document we've talked about many times, absolute zero, right? That's part of the Great Reset and all that stuff. No, we have to go further. We have to pull it out of the atmosphere. We have to invent like machines that can extract carbon. I'm looking for the clip here. I, I Unfortunately, I can't find it. Uh, this, this, of course, would be death for most plant life right as they use carbon dioxide right uh one of the best ways you can do is to increase uh carbon dioxides if you want more and lusher um plant life which means they you know they 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 take in carbon dioxide and they excrete uh, oxygen right it's a symbiotic relationship we have with our with our plant allies as they uh (laughs) as they said in chats right no but it's true uh ah damn it i can't find that clip now okay well we'll find it another time but it's just incredible right so my point here is, why I mention it too, is climate lockdowns are coming. This this is going to be part of why everything is going to be grind to a halt. Everything is going to be shut down. Everything is going to be, there's not going to be anything left. No production, no nothing, right? Um, quick mention here at the end, more insanity, absolutely insanity, right? Uh, Oregon is looking at passing a law uh, that would criminalize animal husbandry. So basically, no more farming, right? Listen to this here. Let me zoom in a bit because it's a bit small here. Following right on the heels of Colorado's Initiative 16 is an extremely similar action taking place in Oregon. Initiative Petition 13, or IP 13, or the quote Abuse, Neglect, and Assault Exemption Modification and Improvement Act uses cookie-cutter-style language in the same vein as Colorado's Initiative 16. The language of Oregon IP13 will criminalize the basic animal husbandry practices such as artificial insemination and humane processing. Animal extremists are behind this push and are leaning heavily on their platforms, social media and public support to get IP13 passed into law. Not actual animal industry professionals or animal welfare experts, as with Colorado's Initiative, the underlying language and motive comes from an extremist ideology to, entire, uh, to entirely dismantle all animal agriculture, research, clothing, and even pets. Extremists believe animal ownership is akin to slavery and to therefore abuse and conclude that they should not be in human care. To you view the text of Oregon IP 13, click here. I guess we can click in on it for a moment. Uh <clears throat> the great reset that's that's how it looks that's how it's going to be passed into law these kinds of things right and you know that at the end of this it will be we invent robots to improve our lives or so that we can live and do something or use basically using our our intellect as as homo sapiens to improve our surroundings to make things easier for us farming of of course been a staple of our civilization for a few thousands of years now right now just do away do away with that We'll eat soy protein, we'll eat bugs, uh, we'll, we'll find other ways of, of feeding us, right? We're looking at a, a man-made, holodomor-type catastrophe here if these lunatics get their way. Look, I'm not a big fan of massive, you know, uh, uh, m- those massive slaughterhouses and the way that the process of animals and this conveyor bait style, style and stuff like that. Uh, but smaller-scale farms, totally fine. It's they're treated better there and stuff like that, too. And it's just like, you know, you you know that they'll they'll push. Uh, this is part of pushing synthetic beef as a, as a way out of this. Right. You you know that eventually they'll tax meat and beef and, and pork, uh, chicken and all this stuff so high if they get their way that people will be forced to go over to 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 the synthetic garbage. Right. And you know it's like Bill Gates is buying all this uh you know farmland on top of it, right? We've shown those stories, right? What they're doing. Bill and Melinda Gates' foothold on farmland, right? They're buying up things to to do what? To do presumably nothing on it. Um maybe some server farm or something like that for the uh, future matrix that they're gonna try to put put us in, right? Um Cuckfree zone over on Entropy says BlackRock is owned by the small hats. BlackRock also just secured Rights to have a ma- uh, majority ownership of foreign-owned financial companies in China. I'm not surprised about that. I remember too, and it kind of goes back to the early, earlier uh, earlier <clears throat> story that I mentioned regarding this, uh, regarding the language change in the media and stuff like that, New York Times and stuff. That uh, <clears throat> BlackRock has gone in on, like the BLM. Bullshit, right? That they became an SJW outlet and stuff like that, too. Is so another way of kind of for them to deflect, really. Now, don't get me wrong. I truly believe that Black Rocks, uh, they hate white people, essentially. And they, and they like it and, and go along with the ideology, right? But to a large extent, they also hoodwink uh, the, the 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 classical leftist crowd, right? Who, who would be traditionally skeptical of this type of behavior um, and the banking industry and stuff. The banking segment and they managed to just kind of woo them by 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 donating some millions to BLM and to uh put a rainbow rainbow flag on their on their logos on 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 uh, on uh, on the twitter accounts no, not in saudi arabia as we learned and all these other countries right but they do it in in western countries basically uh and blackrock has basically taken over the role of goldman sachs right blackrock is now the vampire squid on the face of humanity for all time that's uh, that's their new uh, motto i believe uh, and even officially so Um, so yeah, so the, uh, part of the fix here, of course, uh, will be impossible burgers. It will be, uh, all plant based diets and stuff like that. Right. Um, a lot of estrogen in many of these fake meats and stuff like that. The soy thing is a big problem. The impossible burgers have really high soy, which of course furthers the hormonal, um, disruption that we're undergoing right now too on a massive scale. Right. So all these things are going to be rolled out. That's my that's kind of the conclusion of the show here today. That you have a convergence of issues that's going to make it seem that we just accidentally fell into a, a, a an era of doomsday, and they're going to have all these things lined up to make our existence, uh, you know, kind of workable and manageable again. But it will entail you handing over all of your control, not owning anything, uh, and eating bugs and synthetic beef and meat and all that kind of stuff. and No more meat um you giving up everything they controlling everything the passports the vaccines and all that kind of stuff i think they i think at the end of the day they won't be able to pull it off i think it's much too fast and too quick and too hard and all that stuff it depends on how much they decide to do with the the kind of the cyber polygon type of events that they might pull off uh you know hopefully they don't but they might uh, an attack on the electrical grid complete shutdown uh, production lines being brought to a halt etc Uh, I mean, that could cause massive uh, uh, damage, right? Uh, Massive population decline because of that. Uh, So I don't know if the deagles referenced earlier are correct or not. Maybe maybe they are correct, right? Uh, We'll just have to see. But just keep in mind that when you see some of these things starting to collapse and fall apart, it's not organic. It's not an accident. This is by design. This is a blight that's coming that they have designed, maybe not from day one, uh, but from from decades going back, right? They knew they wanted to do something like that. And today, people call it the Great Reset. We used to call it other things in the past, right? But none of this uh, is is organic, and much of it could have been and would have been preventable. We, uh, if we had good people in positions of power, influence, and in the establishment. All right, boys and girls, there we go. Uh, thank you so much for watching today. I should wrap up there. I'm my, losing my voice as well. I've been yapping too much today. I appreciate everyone of you. Thank you so much for joining us here today. So it was good seeing you. Um, thank you to everyone over on Trovo for joining us. That's a one more uh, chat, super chat on entropy came in. Let me check that real quick, and then we'll uh, wrap up here for today. And this study, by the way, too you see on screen was kind of interesting. It shows I forgot to mention that it's from uh, New Zealand, the the Herald uh, paper there, uh, and it showed in some regards, uh, vegan vegetarian diet could be better for your heart and stuff like that but mostly it was detrimental especially to developing uh, kids and infants of course it was not good and stuff like that too and add on to it if they bring out the synthetic stuff it's going to be even worse but they show that basically we need to do more research to find out whether it's good or not. They were shorter. Uh, I saw somewhere that they had less uh, they were less intelligent. you need to eat what our ancestors have been eating for for the longest time what our system has de- been developed to that's that's what what i believe that's what why they're taking it away uh, anyway black philip here uh, on andrew stream says henrik have you done a deep uh, dive into the swedish ceo of AstraZeneca? i saw him in, in passing he said here i looked briefly into it and he's some sort of elite and he's leaving to be uh, he's uh, and he's leaving to be the head of an israeli biotech firm super shady Yeah, so I saw someone put a uh, kind of a uh, Magen David next to his name, but I I don't think so. I think his name is just Barry, right? Isn't that one of the guys? Um, I don't think he... uh, I I think he's just uh, a Swede, (laughs) to be honest. Let me see if I can find that real quick here. Uh, Okay, that was the wrong Copy and paste. What is it? Zeneca. How do you spell that again? Zeneca. Let me pull that in. CEO of AstraZeneca. Uh, oh that's new now okay he's moved on then okay I'll look into him but right now they say it's Pascal Sor- sorio but I think they update they have changed that it was so I saw him in passing I thought it was Betty or something like that but as we know that's a that's just a name for for mountain in Sweden uh but I'll look into him I, I haven't it's going kind of um hard to do just Right at the tail end here but thank you for the uh the heads up like philip i will look into it i saw it in passing though uh but uh yeah occasionally you get some of those swedish industrialists like the valenberg family and stuff like that they're very even um um i would say bill gates um oh what's his name ah jesus i'm forgetting it um the moderate party guy i can't believe i'm called built that's right called built you get some of these swedes occasionally that like are led into the Kind of upper halls of the, of of some of the elites, uh, and they're uh, they're huge globalists, like big players, right? But I look into him. Thank you, Black Philip. I appreciate that. I haven't heard too much about him, but uh, the CEO of AstraZeneca. Maybe it's just the CEO of the Swedish department of AstraZeneca. Um, I think Astra was a uh, was a UK one, and the Zeneca was the was originally Swedish, and they merged, or maybe it's vice versa or something like that. But uh, all right, anyway. That's it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you to everyone joining us over on Entropy Stream. Thank you for the support, everybody. Uh, If you do want to find out more, check out uh, RedEyesMembers.com, of course. That's where we have our full archives. RedEyesMembers.com. Check out Weekend Warrior. We do exclusive videos and stuff like that, too, for you guys. Um, We have a couple of videos in the pipeline. I hope we have those uh, nailed out well, hopefully by tomorrow, working on one Lana's latest video. Uh, If not, we'll be back with Flashback Friday on Friday, Uh, but I hope to be back tomorrow already with a uh, new video, a green screener, we'll work on that tomorrow. I'll try to finalize it finally and have it up and running. All right, boys and girls, keep in mind too, our ancestors, they're always watching. Make sure you make them proud. Be smart, of course, um, but be brave as well. And if you can't do anything, if you can't take part in this battle, make sure that you support the people who do. That's really one of the best things you can contribute and that you can help. But Remember, they're always watching, so they're looking out for you. Though. They're looking out for us. Thank you, much. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. We'll see you on Friday.